Brought to you by Make Fun Network. Hey, you guys, I know you offered to let us record at your studio this time, and that's nice, but you didn't tell me it was inside of a goddamn crypt. Well, what were you expecting? I don't know. Not a crypt. Why did you think we named our show Grave Discussions? Because it was a clever way to allude to conversations about horror, like dead things and you're talking. Oh, yeah, that works too. Well, I mean, at any rate, you're here now, so we can get the show started. We need to wait for Lacey. No, I'm here. What? How? I didn't see any other cars. How'd you move the slab? It's like 100 pounds. I almost threw my back out. Um, I opened a portal through the nether realm from my house to here. <laughs> Did you drive? I'm sorry we're not all versed in the dark arts. We're not? Hello and welcome back to another episode of Over Under Fair, the final word in pop culture relevance. I am your host as ever, Dave Roldan, here assembled with a motley crew of sorts. Um, producer Roger could not be here today as he is off on assignment. Um, that's, that's at least that's the line we're using because I think our, <laughs> I think our co-host may have abducted him. Um, Lacey, Hi. how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. We're here to talk about some stuff. Are you scared? Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Am I supposed to say yes? I mean, you tell me. Are you scared? No. I didn't think so. Okay. You should be. Ah! And then ch- chiming in from the other end of the studio from, from Parts Unknown. Uh, we have again with us, if you listen to our Halloween franchise episode, then you will be familiar with the voices of the hosts of Grave Discussions, Samuel. Hello, hello, and welcome to our joint episode. Who else is with us? I'm coming at you all the way from the beyond. I am Barnabas. Hello. <laughs> so, the, yeah, there's like this weird light emanating from around where you guys are. It's like mm-hmm. kind of purple and ethereal. And I've, I'm going to do my best not to be super distracted by it. But if at some point, maybe you could dial it down a bit so okay. we can try to bring the infernal level from like nine to like four. It doesn't really go any lower. Oh, but well, all right. I'll try and please you guys. I'll do my best. Okay. I'll do my best to perform in these conditions. I, I hope that won't be distracting anybody else. Lacey apparently is cool with it. But I mean, we're like five minutes in and I've already had a vague threat tossed my way. So <laughs> so it's just a normal day for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah, here we are. Speaking of business as usual, we're in the podcast business and that's why we've gathered here today. And since uh, Grave Discussions is in the horror business and we like being in business with them around this time, we're bringing to you our second annual spooky episode. <laughs> oh my God. Crossover spectacular. Mm-hmm. So the last time, as I just said, we uh, we discussed the Halloween franchise and all of the fun and wonderful hijinks and nonsense that that, that yielded all of us. 
today we're going to do something different, but, you know, obviously in the same spirit. Womp womp. Uh, we will be discussing underrated horror films. So there's a lot of ways to codify that. Like, there are many ways to interpret the word underrated. So I'll ask everybody before we get into our... Before we get into the picks proper, we'll start with Lacey. What did you, how did you approach this? Like, what did you use to find your movies underrated and, and why did you pick them? Um, I just picked two movies that I really like that I think more people should see and enjoy. But then I got the list of all the movies that everybody else picked and I was like, man, I guess I'm not hipster enough. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody else's was like, this is from other countries and different places and you've truly never heard of it. And I was just like, enjoy this like it because i do that that's a perfectly valid way to to go about this though i mean there's nothing there's nothing saying that just because a movie isn't super obscure that it is not in fact underrated or underviewed like we we need that too like that's that's good that's good to have a you know a fleshed out view of how this is supposed to work and i personally like was glad with the movies you picked because i was happy to watch them again and one of them i hadn't seen but yeah we will we will get to that um so barnabas yes So um, I saw your guys' picks, and I think for the most part, I wanted to pick something that was not on the, like the normal horror fans' radar for the most part, you know, because um, I think a lot of the movies that we picked are, are probably relatively well known in like the hardcore horror community, but you know, anybody else probably has no idea what any of these movies are. So I wanted to pick something um, that was not only a different subgenre. That you know, then the movies that you guys picked, but I also wanted to maybe yeah throw in like a foreign movie in there just because they don't usually get as much attention, right? Yeah. So that that's uh, that's how I got mine. What about you, Sam? Uh, for me, I watched both of these movies when I was like really young, and no one really talks about them other than like hardcore horror collectors on like Instagram. People post, "Oh my god, look, you guys should watch this movie," and I was like, "Are you seen it, bitch?" So like you know, it was like, uh, uh let me just pick these two. It was really just. Movies that I thought were amazing. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how Stay Alive holds up now with the CGI of. <laughs> well, the, we'll the, discuss it. Yeah. <laughs> talk, talk you know what I'm talking about, that. right? The horse carriage. <laughs> yeah, shit. I know okay. what you're talking about. All right, but behind the mask, I think it stood up. I watched this one uh, relatively uh, not too long ago. So uh, yeah, and I still enjoyed it. Stay Alive, on the other hand, we'll talk about that. Well, we'll talk about all of we'll them. Get, we'll get into Since it. you're just gonna drop all the titles, I guess we'll just go ahead and throw out our list. So we will talk about all of these individually but if anyone wants to try to watch these before we start discussing them we will give you the list real quick it's eight movies so i know that's a lot but we will hopefully we'll put this out in a time that is uh you know conductive to you being able to watch any of these before you listen to us talk about them if you have not already seen them so two from Lacey. uh we have idle hands <laughs> i'm just gonna t- i'm gonna tell you the titles we won't say anything else so idle hands and trick trick or treat or trick or treat if you want to put the hard r in there um i had selected society and thirst it is korean so that's there's there's you can go look for that if you need to find it there's a few different thirsts so i just want to make sure i told you which one it was uh barnabas you had selected the orphanage and the void Mm -hmm. and then as sam had just listed his movies were stay alive and behind the mask the rise of leslie vernon Mm -hmm. all right so i i much like everybody else was like you know I wanted to pick something that might not be super, super, like, top of mind. Like, what are horror movies? And it might not be the first or 12th or 30th thing you think of. But uh, Barnabas had kind of said, alluded to it, 
most of these movies, if you are like a horror fan, quote unquote, you've probably seen them. And I'm willing to admit that. But I am not a super horror fan, as has was discussed on the Halloween episode. So finding movies that I, A, can even tolerate watching and B, enjoy is a little bit of a struggle for me. That isn't just like something super known it's, like it, Halloween. It's a lot of a struggle, be honest. <laughs> it, be honest it's kind of a struggle. Dude. Like I've, As much as I really do enjoy a lot of like what is, you know, overall like horror films, just, I I have difficulty to, to sum physically this up, watching them. To sum this up, Dave was over visiting me at my house the other night and my boyfriend put on the TV and playing was the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Oh. And Dave left. Oh, no. that, because, I didn't leave because the movie was on. He was like, I'm scared. And then he got up and left. <laughs> that, that's, a bit of a, that's a bit of a misnomer. I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. All it was scary in, in some ways. Look, I'll admit it. I'm kind of a pussy when it comes to this kind of stuff. I can't just sit down and watch it. I had to leave anyway. So stop trying to make it sound like I was scared of that movie. You it was not scary. Several times said out loud, I'm uncomfortable. Oh no. I'm scared. That is not true. It it is hard finding time sometimes and I get it. But yeah. Plus, you know, some like way more obscure movies are a little harder to find too. Right. That's a whole thing. Yeah. So I, I picked two movies that I was very familiar with and to, for different reasons. One I saw when I was very, very young, and one is more recent and it's a movie that I like much less for its horror elements and much more for the rest of what it does. So, mm. like I said, before we get into discussing it, that was the list, and that was kind of how I picked these movies. Um, I don't know. Is it, like, cliche to have to have you start first, Lacey, or do you want someone else, do you want someone else to do the first movie? I don't care. All right. Do I, don't, I don't know. I don't want to, like, start. make I'll it start. seem Just superficial. Like, well, ladies first, but, like, you know. Yeah. Well, you didn't let me walk through the door before you earlier. <laughs> That's you true. basically, That's like, strong-armed me out of the way. because I am a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> You like strong armed me out of the way, and now that we're in here, you're like talk. I believe I believe it was well it was well observed by me to make you have to get in the door at the rate that anybody else had to because it's equal rights, fucking solidarity. <laughs> anyway, anyway, how about you? How about you give us whichever movie you want? All right, pick I'll talk about Trick or Treat first. Okay, Trick yeah, or Treat. Cool. Um, I think there. First of all, since we went through the list already, I think there's a little bit of a theme for my picks, and you'll find a theme for the <laughs> yeah, things I that I that's enjoy. True. I love like campy ridiculous movies when i somebody gave me a dvd of this and i knew nothing about it and i was like this looks like garbage it looks silly it just looks like a dumb scary movie i'm gonna watch it loved it so much fun um are we doing spoilers we don't want to we don't want to spoil it too much because we're recommending it so let's let's drop a let's drop a a spoiler warning here if we do not try super hard to not spoil all this stuff we apologize we'll do our best yeah but giving you the list up front is sort of an indication that we'd like you to have seen these first if you haven't cool maybe come back to this that's totally fine you know if you are afraid of having any of it spoiled i cannot make that promise so we will but basically when we start talking about a movie (laughs) you know to either turn it it is uh i'll put it up to the whoever's pick it is as they discuss it to be as light or as heavy as they individually choose and the rest of us will work around i'm going to gently spoil trick-or-treat um what is trick-or-treat before we get too far into so it's an anthology it's several different stories that collide together um I'm not going to say how they do, because I think that's the fun of watching it, is you're seeing how these people are intertwined. But it takes place on Halloween, Mm -hmm. um, hence the name, Trick or Treat. And it opens with a couple um, coming back from a Halloween party. And as the movie goes on, it jumps in timeline. 
So you're seeing different people in this town doing different things. They're Halloween festivities. And the common denominator, all right, I'll, I guess I can't talk about it without saying the common denominator, is this tiny little creature mm. who is adorable, actually. It looks, it <laughs> yeah, looks like a child, a it looks like a child yeah. in costume, but he or she or it keeps turning up at the scene of these terrible things that are happening. Mm. Um, there is supernatural elements to it. There's murderous elements to it. There's, uh, what would you call it? Like, I guess, you know, you can't say supernatural. There's there's creatures that don't exist in the w- real world, mm-hmm. you know, so monsters and things like that. Everything you love about spooky, Halloween, scary things comes together. And to top it off, what I loved so much about it was it didn't fucking take itself too seriously. Like, this movie knows what it is and knows what it's doing. And it does it in a way where it's not too, like, uh huh, we're telling this story. It's goofy. But it's also not so serious that you can't kind of like laugh at it and just have a good time while you're watching it. Mm-hmm. I know that this movie probably, I don't think this movie is underrated, like, in the horror community. I think it has a cult following. A lot of these movies do. Uh-huh. This, this is not, yeah, this is not an exception. It is, it is, uh, it's 2007 this movie came out. So it's, it's had a bit of time to like gain yeah, that. Yeah, it, it is what twelve years old now. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I've known no. a lot of people that have. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes. I know. A lot of people that I've talked to who are into horror movies and like seek out movies and stuff like that. Like everybody has seen it, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I'm, I think this is a good movie for like anybody to watch. Like if you're ever into a scary movie or a Halloween movie or looking for something like that, I think this is. I certainly wouldn't recommend it for like small children, but. I think anybody from like teen. <laughs> I don't know, I mean, small children play a fairly pivotal role in this film. They do, mm-hmm. but I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't show this to like a little little kid, but sure, maybe like sure. adolescence and up, probably it would be fine for. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just think this movie's great. I love it. Thoughts? It, it kind of has become like the quintessential Halloween movie almost, mm-hmm. which is crazy. So, I mean, you know, because of that, I wouldn't say it's completely underrated either but the larger you know audience yeah. probably has no idea about this movie i don't think but. did it was it ever in theaters did it get a theatrical release um i don't believe so yeah i don't, I don't, I don't remember it i i somebody gave me the dvd probably like 2008 or 9 i will be the fact man i think we just randomly kind of discovered it um was, yeah uh, it it didn't it was a lot more on like festival release kind of things like it, it showed a whole bunch at like comic cons and like horror festivals around the time it was released and a couple of years subsequent because it had like a cult kind of thing around it. But it, from what I can tell, it didn't have like a huge wide release. It had like a very minor one, but it was kind of a word of mouth kind of movie. It really didn't get like an audience until it was a home release. Yeah. But it's certain, it's certainly, it's not without like actors that are in it. Like you will know. There are people that most of them like, character actory people but they are there are people yeah you'll recognize people in it it's not notably as if it's my just dude completely... dylan baker who yeah. i absolutely love yeah i mean the actual production quality of this movie is not bad at all no, no it's, it's not it's good. Yeah. it's fucking great especially for 2007 yeah you know, there's movies nowadays that come out independent horror movies sent around halloween you're like do they film this with a potato yeah. this is not anything like that but i think that's that's kind of why i love this movie so much is they don't they don't overdo it they mm-hmm. don't step outside of like what they're capable of and that's why it holds up and still looks good i think yeah and they're not they're not under 
doing it either. Yeah. Like it like like we said, it looks like a professional produced film. Like it looks good yeah. for, for what it is. I, I think part of that is definitely the fact that it seems to flow so well yeah. together. You know, it's not like one of those uh, you know, segment one, segment two type anthology films. And it's really just kind of bookended by the comic book stuff. Which doesn't look cheesy either. I mean, mm-hmm. comparing it to something like uh, the new Creep Show, which is supposed to be more campy. Right. You know, the comic book stuff is there, but there, it's definitely a different type of vibe. Trick or treat, you get that kind of dark vibe throughout it. It looks good. The lighting is really good. And it just, yeah, it screams like Halloween at you. So um, I think, yeah, production quality wise is actually really solid. I love. Um, What's his name as as the the principal? Yeah, Dylan Baker. Is Dylan really Baker. Good. Yeah. I'm always leery about having Dylan Baker around kids. I've seen the movie Happiness, and God forbid if you have too. Yeah. But I was I was happy to see him in this movie. Like, I really do like him. He's solid. I always forget that Anna Paquin's in this. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Is this before she did True Blood? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Would, I so. Or at least around the same. I, time. I think it was I think around, around the same time. Yeah. Like yeah. Be, they'd be near each other. Yeah. But no, I mean the the cast is great. The actual acting is great so yeah this is a movie that kind of came out of nowhere but had like all the right elements to make it big and i think it, it definitely did that yeah it was just kind of a victim of circumstance like the release of it kept getting pushed back until it just wasn't really so it just be kind of it kind of became like a direct-to-video sort of thing but it it didn't hurt it like ultimately it kind of established like a credibility for it that it might not have had otherwise yeah like of just being minorly released and then pushed away forever like because it became kind of word of mouth from jump it kind of lent a cool cult cult quality to it immediately and that that shows and i think that there's there's a very dedicated audience to this movie and what i was reading about it people that like really really love it and it has like comic tie-ins and the sequel has been being in the works for like a decade so like there's there is an audience for this movie and it's cool that it's that it's found it because it is it's really fun like as like i said as someone who doesn't watch a ton of horror movies i was really pleased with like the the level of camp not outweighing the level of like you know quote unquote horror in the movie like it they go really well together they work really well together without ever feeling like one is going to overtake the other and i yeah. like just really like the interplay like as Lacey had stated with all of the the way the stories blend together and the the clever way we get to from point a to point b to point c back to point b like it it flows really nice there's some fun twists and turns along the way and like revelations that you maybe didn't see coming or you did or you did, yeah. I mean, they were attention. all they were all pretty bare. Like I, pretty I never easy to see spot. shit coming. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, what? Yeah, no. That's if I had anything, I if this, and it's like a minor nitpick because it's it's a movie I really enjoy. I'm not going to be like, oh my god, it's the greatest thing ever. But if I were to nitpick it at all, it's pretty like it's pretty well it's pretty well laid out like just like well this is gonna happen and this is gonna happen and this is gonna happen and then they all happen like but but that's not a bad thing it's not a detriment like it's enjoyable thing i think is that it keeps you engaged absolutely that is the the entire time like it never drags on or anything like that and um yeah so i i think it does a good job of just keeping your attention and each individual like segment despite how convoluted it may seem upon initial watch, like with the timeline and everything being sort of not very uh, well established right from the get-go. Um, you know, you, you learn these things, it's cool, and each story kind of keeps you interested, which um, I think is rare for an anthology. Usually there's like, you know, a very weak segment. Oh, sure, yeah, there'll be one that just kind of weighs the other stuff down. Like, well, this was all really good, but this part sucked. Like, that, that, doesn't, have, that doesn't happen here. All of this works well to serve the other one. Yeah, I think so. What are your guys' favorite 
segment. Um, you had to pick. <laughs> go ahead, lazy. I like the one with like Rhonda and the kids. Uh, I I like anything that has to do with Brian Cox always. Oh, so pretty much the end of the movie. Oh, like, that's is, a, that's is a good one segment. too. That one had me like laughing. Uh, same. I was yeah. Points. I did. I laughed a lot. I really enjoyed how we kind of tie the story together at the end with him and Brian Cox is just a delight all the time. He was something in this one. Yeah, seeing him in peril just made me tickled. <laughs> For me, the best one was like the the serial killer running into the werewolves. Like that was like that ca- was good too. karma to like the greatest extent. And I like how this movie stayed true to like the Halloween spirit and like tradition. So like you know, check your candy, make sure there's no razor blades yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, People do that, and you know, if you don't light get, your pumpkin, yeah, yeah, don't take out, don't put away decorations before midnight. Uh, give away candy, or you know, the spirit of Halloween is gonna come fuck you up. And mm-hmm. that's yeah. about it. There's no real lessons in the movie other than no, like, it's just have a know, good time. Yeah, mm. yeah, which is which is nice too, because I mean, going back to like creep show or something, there's usually some kind of a lesson in it, and this one was just kind of like just flat out fun you know it was like we love halloween we love horror movies and we're just going to give you that in spades yeah this is definitely the quintessential like halloween film like yeah i've literally have three different versions of it i got the steelbook from fye the collectors yeah there's a whole bunch of them and like yeah i can't get enough of that i mean look i mean it's gotten pretty big and now they're even selling sam costumes Mm -hmm. you know at Halloween shops. Sam being that weird little pumpkin-headed character. Yeah. Yeah. Little Since we didn't give him, we didn't give him a name. Kind of ties it all in yeah. together, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think he's becoming a little bit bigger, uh, you know, into, like, the mainstream, but mm-hmm. you still have to go to, like, you know, Spirit Halloween or something to, to find him. But so my uh, favorite segment would probably have to be the the werewolf one, too. I guess we already said it. Um, yeah, thanks, it, it, Sam. It's a toss-up toss <laughs> between that. It's a toss-up between that and uh, the one with Rhonda and, and the kids as well. I really like that one because of the atmosphere once they kind of yeah. get down oh, there. Oh, yeah, it's cool. It looks it's great. It's super cool. It's creepy. I like the lore behind the story that mm-hmm. leads up to it. Yeah, the, there's a, I like the flashback, too, when yeah. you're kind of like those creepy old masks yeah. that the kids are wearing yeah, in the yeah. flashbacks. Those, were, those are cool. But, you know, the first time I saw the... The werewolf one, um, I I just I loved it. You know, the practical yeah. effects were fantastic. The twist was great. I mean, now we know, but the first time, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't saw see it, it I was like, holy I was like, shit, what are these broads doing? <laughs> yeah, so I I, I like that one. I think it had the the best punch probably in in the whole film. For that's me, probably so. that's probably true. And it's probably yeah. the most memorable for me. So absolutely. So yeah, trick or treat, thumbs up all around. Sounds like woohoo. Yeah. Um, so let's go to Barnabas then. How about you give us one of your selections? I want to try to get one of yours out of the way. All right. <laughs> so we can... Well, let's get let's get this one out of the way, and then I'll have another. I'll have a fun one later. Not so. for bad reasons. No, no, not for not for bad reasons. <laughs> reasons that will be very clear. In a so um, my yeah, my pick will be the sad one. Oh, no, <laughs> the orphanage. Um, so yeah, this one I wanted to pick. Not because there were any depressing films on the list. I think uh, one of yours, Dave, is oh has, yeah has those elements. For one sure, of mine's very sad. That shit fucked with me. <laughs> but you know, the orphanage uh, not only is another horror film, or not only is another foreign horror film, uh, which is uh, it's Spanish film, and I I just always have enjoyed it. I've always thought, you know, in terms of uh, all the paranormal type, you know, films that have come out. Uh, it's probably one of the most critically well received, but not always discussed in the horror. Oh yeah, this movie. Th- in looking up this movie, it won a bunch of awards. Like yeah. it was very well received critically. Like as a as a great film, apart from just being a horror movie, like it was it was quite popular in its day. Yeah. 
But you know, d- despite that, I think in in fan circles, it's probably not as well received. So I kind of just thought about it. It's always been one that I've personally held to like a very in high regard is what I want to say. So, but I've never really gotten to talk about it. So I wanted to talk about it. So <laughs> the orphanage or El Orphanato, uh, directed by J A Bayona. This came out in 2007. So also right, 2007. Yeah. We actually have quite a bit of like, mid we have a bunch. Yeah. Like we, I, in looking over it, That's I was kind of impressed at like the weird sort of timeline similarity that we all kind yeah. of picked a movie right around the same year or two. Yeah. So we, I don't know. Must have been a good few years for horror. We've got some. We've got some older movies, but we have I mean, few, yeah. I I do think that even just this era of horror is often overlooked or underrated. Um, but that's why we're here. Man. Yeah, this this one um, follows uh, a woman who loses her son, or his son, or her son goes missing rather. Um, after she comes back and takes over this old building that used to be an orphanage, and she is essentially trying to repurpose it for the same reasons. But her son goes missing, and basically her world just kind of descends into chaos uh, while trying to look for him. And there's various supernatural elements as well um, because of his link to something that the mom can't see. He has like an imaginary friend type of thing. So now that that trope is kind of played, I don't want to say played out, but it's played out. It, it, it's something <laughs> it's that been done a lot, a lot more times. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for some reason, for this movie, it 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 kind of almost feels fresh, and I don't know if that, that's just because we focus so heavily on like the mom character. But um, I think that that might might be it. But yeah, it, it's it, it is a sad movie for sure. I think what plays so well to what you were saying about how the how it has become a bit more tropey mm-hmm. is that the this movie isn't playing that for for like a jump scare kind of fear like it's not playing it up for like a oh be scared of the children like we're supposed to be experiencing the very real psychological trauma that this woman is experiencing throughout Mm -hmm. the film and we're we're playing it through this like this is the filter that we're choosing to push this through and it works for that like it would be easy to just make this scary of just like oh well you know this kid sees things she can't see boo it's not that like it isn't that she's Mm -hmm. she's she's having a difficulty maintaining a reality, you know, and having to between like her fractured way that she's perceiving the stuff and difficulty with her husband, you know, like, and his dealing with this stuff a bit less, <laughs> a bit less involved than she is. Like, I didn't really care for the male character in this film. But I hated it. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's secondary, but I think it's a, it, it's a really, it's a big strength of the movie that, that it doesn't feel like a trope. Like you said, it could have, but it does not at all. I feel like it really works to the service of how they're portraying this character. Yeah. Um, and the male character, I, I, he serves his purpose, I, I guess, and I think he probably is supposed to be kind of <laughs> useless. You, you, you should, Aloof. Yeah, yeah, you should not really like him. You should. I, I mean, even on the rewatch, I was like, "Where the fuck is her husband?" Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, I hated him yeah. in the beginning, and I don't want to. Can I spoil like a scene? I don't know how how hard you want to spoil this. Yeah, sure. When she's looking for her kid initially, mm. and she thinks she sees, and he's just like, "No, we gotta go." Oh yeah, yeah. I was I like, know. "Excuse me, get your ass over there!" I would have. <laughs> she yeah, was like man. hysterical, but yeah. I'm getting mad just thinking about it. I, like, what is like, a fair attitude to that about? shit? Like, yeah, your child is missing. And yeah, like, and oh, that like, might be him. Uh, well, it might be, but it might she's just like, be no, something I see him. else. He's like, well, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, shit was, that shit was wild. I think I saw him. Oh, well, we could just leave. I'm leaving. Yeah, he's you like, no, stay. we gotta go. Fuck, 
We gotta go. Yeah, we go can't look and be tell me water. if it is. Bring if it is. Bring him back. We gotta go. This is almost like, like you know. Obviously, the the horror really comes from being scared. Just not not through jump scares or anything like that. Because usually, I think when people say, "Oh, well, this movie wasn't very scary," they're expecting to, you know have something jump out at them or like see something bursting yeah. out of the dark right yeah. yeah for them to go like oh my god but this movie really was supposed to put you in that state of if if i was a parent and my kid just went missing i i mean i would be terrified the horror of this movie is perpetual dread yeah like that's what the horror is it's not it's not gruesome there are scenes but it's not like outright mm-hmm. horrific in the classic sense of like oh my god it's like visceral and bloody and shit it is every scene you feel awful and it continues through the entire movie <laughs> all the way until the end when you feel the worst. Yeah. So like oh, it is just the overwhelming sense of defeat and like just perpetual awfulness that this whole movie carries through you. That is what makes it horrific, right. but that is ultimately what makes it great. I thought this movie was great. Yeah. I, 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 I have another thing to say, but I'll wait for a minute. I'll wait till we kind of wrap up what we're going to talk about. Yeah, I, I just I really enjoyed it overall. I mean, despite the feel like the mood it puts you in, uh, it, it was just super well done. All the performances were great, uh, especially I don't really know how to pronounce her name, but Bethan Rueda as Laura. Yeah, she's the was mother. Exceptional. She was, yeah, like, she was really good. Fantastic. I think that's what kind of made it for me mm. was she was very unrelenting. Yeah, kind this of is. In her... I mean, this is ultimately like a one. It's like a character study more than anything. Yeah, you know, and it is her film, yeah. and she is amazing the movie like, the movie's kind of asking like what's what's the worst that could happen for a mother and then basically then it's answered and then <laughs> and then it tells you at the end but you know it it wraps everything up nicely i mean the i guess i would call it a twist or or a, yes a shocking a okay shocking yes. reveal at the end so w- yeah okay go ahead <laughs> um, that is the other thing i have is, to talk is, about yeah it, probably the most well-known obviously uh part of this film uh although there are some pretty disturbing parts oh, totally. even even in the interim uh like the one i guess the, I'll, I'll call it the bus scene i don't know if it was a yeah. Bus. yeah yeah that's that scene freaked me out at first but um yeah the ending is certainly the, the big highlight of this film uh which is honestly kind of refreshing because we were talking about this in the car a lot of movies now uh a days don't really i mean the endings i feel like are becoming less impactful or they're trying to to make it too smart or something i don't or know too fucking cliche yeah this this movie yeah well we're trying to outthink the audience you know and sometimes you don't have to yeah and this movie though was was a phenomenal ending and it was just such a gut punch and you want to believe that uh, everything will be okay right but that was <laughs> the thing that i had saved for this i have a i have a very love-hate relationship with movies that without trying to sound like i'm spoiling it I have a very love-hate relationship with movies that are forcing me to pick a lane like when I have to invest in something emotionally. And this this sort of betrayed it's I 100% felt that this was going to be the end. Mm-hmm. How it ends is definitely a surprise in how it ended. But the actual end of it was kind of expected in my mind. Yeah. Again, this is only a, it's a solo experience. So me the viewer. I don't love being manipulated in in the way that this movie did that, but I felt that the payoff was worth it to where we actually end the movie. Like, so that, you know, again, I don't want to spoil any of it. So there's like a climax and then there's the end. Right. The climax of the film 
kind of pissed me off until the movie ended, and I'm like, okay, fine. Like it, yeah. but that's not an indictment of this movie because I really, really did love this movie a lot. Yeah. And but again, that part of the reason I think I was so mad at it was because I felt it coming, and then when it did what it did. I guess I was mad that I wasn't better prepared to handle it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's part of the reason. Because yep. there's there's a fine line you can walk between doing... There's a fine line you can walk between like how you present that and how you want us to see it. And I think that the movie did just enough to get me on both ends of it without making it feel cheap, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think okay. so. I, I, no, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was just well-written. And it put everything together splendidly. I mean, when you kind of think about it, Looking back, uh, I think the ending is really kind of the only way it really could have ended. One hundred percent after yeah. that, after that final shocking scene. So it was just well thought out. I think the vision was was there, and um, yeah, I mean, it's a complete film, and I really liked it. I felt like I had no hope throughout the entire film because, like, oh, he man. remember Dude. he went missing, and he was on medication for a really bad uh-huh. disease. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, yo, if they don't find him within. 12 minutes he's dead you know and i don't know like and i, I just kind of felt that that dread throughout the entire movie they're like well it's been six months i was like all right he's a skeleton now like <laughs> you know like it was just does, does that lessen the impact for you at all then like to, if they, to consider they, that if they didn't tell us he had like that disease i'm like well he's been gone for six months yeah. without medication he's decomposing right now like that's right. the first thing i thought like i was like wait doesn't he doesn't he have hiv or something yeah i don't remember because even if you uh think that he may have been kidnapped or something like that that's still when you know solve that issue so. but then, right you know, yeah saw the ghost kids i was like oh they're gonna show her where he's at he might be okay then in my head it was like hiv and i was like oh shit he doesn't yeah, have whatever, his meds yeah. like that, that, yeah. that red light just kept popping off and i was like all right and th- that's at least where i was wrong yeah. it wasn't the disease that got him <laughs> it was the staircase that <laughs> fucked him up. <laughs> so this we could probably fucker. move on. <laughs> don't spoil every movie. <laughs> so we could probably move on. I don't have anything else to say about He's it. Really. No, sure, I, sure. Spoilers, I, so no, that's fine. Like, I, he warned. So I, yeah, I did. I guess we were trying really hard to dance around this one, though. I just don't. <laughs> you if, if, if somebody hears us talking about a movie, like. Yeah. That they haven't seen and they don't want to be spoiled. Like, I'm sorry, you're. I agree just, with you. Just I agree. fast yeah. forward past that. You said it right at the start. To, guard. Have you yes, to an long? extent, I agree with you. I'm. I guess I'm trying to censor myself because I don't want to be the one that does it. But if someone else does it, yeah. Maybe it. we can give timestamps or something. Um, we could think about it. That's okay. We'll ask Roger. <laughs> we'll, we'll ask Roger it. when we bring no, him we out. We could do like. <laughs> We could do like a three-minute spoiler-free discussion, and then after that three-minute mark, all spoilers. Like all right. we could discuss it in depth. Well, we may just cut all of this anyway. So let's yeah, let's it. just move on. No worries. Um, all right. So yeah, that was that was the orphanage, and again, incredibly fucking depressing. Like so fucking. Depressing. Apart from just being, it was great. It is you know horrific in its way, but goddamn, it was that movie sad. <laughs> um, so Sam, we're going to rely on you to bring us back up with one of your two films because I. I, they're equally ridiculous in ways. Oh yeah! So I'll let you just decide which one you want to something start with. a little more uh, light-hearted and over the top. Let's do "Stay Alive." Okay, because <laughs> I wanted to hear what you have to say about it. I uh, before you even start, I am glad that I bothered to look for clarification because when you sent me your picks, yeah, I'm like, okay, behind the mask, never heard of that. "Stay Alive" is that the sequel to 
Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> like, it was the first thing I thought. I'm like, I mean, that movie is horrific, uh, but I don't know if I call it a horror movie. That's pretty clever. And then I look again. I'm like, oh, no, it's Stay Alive. Yeah, it is not a, a disco sequel. Yeah, it's one of Frankie Muniz that he probably <laughs> yeah. forgot by now. So, I yeah, a little bit disappointed at the end of all this that I didn't watch Staying Alive. But why don't you start? <laughs> oh, man. So it starts off with no explanation, no origin story. Which is the best? Last thing we need is fucking exposition. Them, them talking to us through the screen like we're fucking stupid. Like, well, this is what happened because this happened here. I feel like I'm being insulted when there's too much being explained. So they left it open, and this dude's playing a video game, and like as he's playing a video game, like something turns the corner in the video game, and then something turns the corner like in real life. And he's like, oh my god, what is that? And then, you know, he goes into a room, and his roommate's banging his girlfriend, and then he's like, oh, my God, what's going on in here? He's like, we're fucking. He's like, oh, okay. And then he just walks out, and then, uh, you know, he continues playing the game, and he gets fucking, he gets fucking hung, and then, uh, in the game. We're talking then, about the guy, not the, not the dude screwing, because we don't see him. Yeah, hung. we don't know if he's hung or not. Womp. <laughs> yeah. He was hanging something. But, yeah. Ding. You know. All right, but, uh, yeah, the dude gets killed in the game, and then it's like, oh, my God, he got killed in real life, too. Like, <laughs> So before we just di- detail the entire plot of the film, like beat oh, by no. beat, what is this movie and what is it about, like generally? So gr- a group of teens, uh, their old friend dies. They grab a game from his dead body or whatever. They're like, hey, he wanted us to have this maybe. I don't know. Is this stealing? And then they took the game. And the guy's like, let me pop it in the the game station five or whatever the fuck they have in these yeah. fictional worlds. I love fictional video games. <laughs> oh, my God. The wow. game cast was the best one, but yeah, everyone starts playing this game, and then they end up dying how they yeah. died. And it, for some reason, they're like, "Hey, Frankie Muniz, you should be in this." And so it is. Like, it yeah. is kind of hard to classify, honestly. Yeah, because I want to call it like a technological type it's horror su- movie, but that's it's stupid, supernatural so. in its, it's su- way. Like I mean, supernatural it's, technological. Like, yeah, it's kind of one of the, uh, at least unless I'm mistaken, one of the first horror movies to really approach the video game angle. I, yeah, which which kind of I think gave it that status that it probably has now as like this weird cult movie. Yeah, it's sort of similar to like I don't know um, uh, the one with the Dead Silence and so kind of the same oh, era, yeah, same vibe too. But it felt like at it, this point when movies were coming out, they were like, okay, what's the what's the the selling point of this one? The elevator pitch. Yeah, <laughs> it, like. like yeah. Okay. Kids play a video game, it kills them. Video Go. games are killing them. Yeah. Right. Oh, great. Super relevant. Good thing Puppets. This, good thing you this know. movie didn't come out now in 2019. Yeah, no right, right, right. Before we get, on, before we get too sidetracked, I don't want to cut you off, Sam. Uh, why did you pick this movie and what about it makes you feel like it was a good choice for this? Uh, I picked it because like not a lot of people know or care about this movie. And when I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, you're so scary. I was like 13, you know, when this shit came <laughs> okay, out. Okay, okay. And, like, I rented it from, like, remember King Video when that yeah. mess of a store was still open? They had, like, <laughs> blow-up dolls right next to, like, the new releases and M&Ms and kids' guns. Like, oh, this is fun. Well, we will both have a video story. Like, I'm video wondering store if you're thinking of a, a way different King Video than the one I had, which was exactly the same type oh. of thing where they had blow-up dolls. But I think that was just probably the organizational. That's just the King like Video MO, yeah. baby. Yeah. Let's open a King Video. Yeah. And the other video <laughs> store had like a pawn shop and they sold shotguns and shit. Oh, yeah. Either way, there were movies there and one of them was Stay Alive. Oh, and I was like, let me, the 90s really was the best. I was like, guys. let me rent this. So mm. let me clarify. I was 13 and you were 13 too. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, you know, <laughs> talking to Barnabas, yeah. I was, uh, I was the 22. Holy shit. So screw you guys. Yeah. You're old. You're going to die before us. Like, but so I picked this shit up and, you know, 
at first I thought this was like, oh my god, pretty cool video game that kills you. I would have never thought of that. Because, like, no one had thought of anything by the time we were 13, you know? Like, yeah. every idea had not been ran through and, like, tired out at this point. It so had. Like, you guys just hadn't discovered it yet. <laughs> Maybe. Pro- probably, yeah. We just but, uh, I'm sitting there watching this by myself in the dark. And I was like, holy shit, this is terrifying. They should really release this game. And then, uh, you know, I showed my all my friends this movie, and everyone's like, oh, my God, this is fucking sweet. And I was like, all right, I'm going to pick this for my underrated movies. Let me watch it again. And I watched it again, and I was like, <laughs> fuck me. So you picked it before you rewatched it? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, like, I was like, yeah, this this movie's pretty cool. And my friend Muggs, he's, like, super jaded. Like, he's, like, a horror film either has to be, like, really good, or he's, like, I fucking hate it. I was like, Stay Alive was pretty good. I like that one. He's like, yeah, that one was pretty dope. And then I watched it again, and I was like, what? the fuck has he also not seen it since he was 13 yeah i okay. was wondering that explains a lot when okay so i didn't realize it until i started like looking into watching some of these movies but i have i saw this movie like right around the time it was released okay i would have been what was it what year was it you said you were 22? 2006 you said you were 22 so i yeah. would have been 21 so also old um and I hated it. Like, I hated it yeah. back then. I didn't actually go back and rewatch it. Not intentionally. I just didn't get around to it. Okay. But I I remember hating it and thinking it was terrible when it when it came out. So it makes a lot of sense to me that you were like, oh, I was watching this through the eyes of a 13-year-old who yeah, could the, be petrified yeah. by anything. Yeah, the social maturity at that age is, like, completely different. Like, watching this yeah. as an adult, I'm like... I fucking hate this boss guy. I hope he fucking dies. <laughs> Frankie Muniz, I fucking hate him in general. So is I this? Hope he dies. I don't fully remember. Like, is this? Was this movie like super duper gory? No, it's no, PG thirteen. Really, yeah. It is PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah. the greatest, okay. the greatest part. So I think. Oh my god! That what part. would be fun for the for this movie? I wonder. Like how like a thirteen year old now would perceive this. What the fuck is well, this? Well, they've probably seen way better stuff just oh, on absolutely. the internet. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they probably would. But you know what? It's still it, it it's fun. It has that kind of charm to it. Yeah, I, I definitely have like fond memories of it. Even though now when I'm watching it, I'm like midway through. I'm like, oh, this movie is I don't, garbage. I would like to say, but, yeah, for for clarification's sake, we did pick all of these movies because we want you to watch them. Yeah, like, listeners right. at home. I this in, this includes all of our criticisms of this stuff. Oh, yeah. Please watch these to make your own opinion. I'm not going to sit here and just tear everybody's movies down if I don't like them. If they're even right. if they're bad. That being said, no, no. I mean, <laughs> continue. I think this movie is 100 percent worth a watch. Oh, totally. That's if, what I was going if, to say. If yes. nothing else, it's totally you are going watching. to enjoy like looking back in yeah. time oh, at God, to what a movie so like that was. Oh yeah. I th- the only reason I didn't watch it is I don't think I could find it. But you I know. Mean, what? Or maybe I just didn't. Get it's kind of to hard it. to find. It, I, I was gonna say it's kind of that perfect like. Well, it it was the perfect video store movie. Now it's kind of the perfect like you can go to your used DVD shop or right, something yeah. and, and yeah. find. You you can almost assuredly find this movie. Oh yeah, it's yeah. in the horrors. Yeah, sure. Go to disc and, replay. It's in the fucking yeah. bargain bin. How much is this? Take it. If you don't yeah. know anything about it, you pick it up. You're like, oh, this looks interesting. Frankie and you go Muniz, home and watch what it. the fuck in a and horror movie? I had you a, a blast transcending experience with the with, with the casting movie. of this movie. Like looking back at 2006. Yeah. I mean, if you and look at the some cast of these people, and you don't know anything about this movie, it's actually a solid. Yeah. Cast, I mean, freaking you. I will never say. Yeah, I will never say a bad word against Samir Armstrong, who I love forever. Shout out to the OC. That will definitely be an episode of our show at some point. But yeah, carry on. And and of course, one of the McPoyle brothers himself, Jimmy Jimmy Simpson, being all not McPoyle. He's he's probably worth you know a watch alone for this movie. 
Uh, he has. He's definitely having a good time. He's yeah. He's great. He just plays that like elitist gamer guy. Yeah, just a, yeah, fantastic. shithead gamer. He's guy. in a treehouse, right? Yeah, that was the okay. Same cool, guy. cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I, I I love the cast and the writing is pretty bad, but at least the acting makes up for it. But um, the CGI then fucking the, the CGI is bad. Yeah, the, the story. You know what? I will say this: the story itself at least kept my interest. No, I it's, agree with you. It's different. There, this movie merits viewing. Like, I think it's totally worth seeing yeah. just to see how batshit it is yeah. for what yeah. for what little it's allowed to get away with being like a PG thirteen movie. But uh, yeah, it's it's awful, but in a super fun way. And, and quite frankly, uh, I don't think that there are enough horror movies about Elizabeth Bathory. Either. Okay, yeah. Which it's <laughs> totally cool, valid. It's yeah. a cool historical thing, however bullshit it might be. Sure. And I, you know, I think it would make a good horror movie. I'd like to see more of them. So at least, at least, stay alive touched on that subject. So I, I appreciate it for that. For the uninitiated, just real quickly, you want to tell us what that would what that means, just oh, in case anyone sure. doesn't know. So um, Elizabeth Bathory was like some countess or something. Like she was a real person, but the legends say that she bathed in the blood of virgins to maintain her youth or something like that. So as one should. I yeah. always thought that right. she actually <laughs> did murder people because I, she was trying. She like I I never yeah. believed that she did stay youthful I, for oh, it. Yeah. But I wasn't she like killing it, her handmaids and servants and I stuff? Th- yeah, I think the whole bathing in the in the blood thing maybe was exaggerated Sensationalized or a little bit yeah she probably just but stabbed him a few did. times like well i hope i'm young again someday <laughs> i mean i have no trouble believing that somebody would do that history just, has oh, its yeah. share of assholes well, but who knows royalty in the past and now yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, a, get away with a lot so, spiritualists you know. in general like back in the day it's like hey i heard if we slay 18 <laughs> babies and dance with feathers on top of this roof <laughs> we'll yeah. grow wings it's like yeah let's try it Fuck yeah it. like yeah. Well, let's give it a shot. What are we waiting for? They, they, <laughs> they didn't even science back then, bro. Like they didn't no, science. They didn't, they didn't science. So yeah, I think Stay Alive is an interesting pick. I think it's definitely caught. It doesn't have any staying power, really. If you watch it past the year the two thousand seven or two thousand eight, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I really kind of, I'm kind of kicking myself now for not watching it again because oh, I kind of would have loved to look I back. I could on not it. stop laughing at how stupid fun. this movie it's, was. was oh, yeah. it's, oh yeah, it's fun to watch. Uh, Disney's only slasher film. Yeah, right. And yeah, it has the notoriety of being Disney's only slasher film. Yeah. In the way all of that shit works out with publishing. Kind of hard to call I can't it. believe this made $7 million. <laughs> it's kind of hard to <laughs> call it a slasher movie. I know, right? Yeah. It is hard to call it that. But it's, I mean, I guess if, if looking at it that way, it's probably Disney's best version of a slasher movie that Disney would ever put its mm-hmm. name against. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, man. What a fucking mess. <laughs> but I'm, what a great movie. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I feel like, no, I I feel feel like we haven't same. given you enough to say. Like, we've kind of given you short shrift to actually discuss no, this movie I, I is there anything else you wanted to say about I it i feel it was so fucking wacky like now like as compared to back then because like a lot of movies i'll like revisit from like the mid 2000s even 90s and 80s honestly mid 2000s movies like make me like cringe and laugh way more than like the 90s and 80s because these 90s and 80s it was like practical and even if the acting is bad like oh no how do we get away it's like dude you couldn't fucking read that better like jesus christ but these movies like the cgi is kind of like what kills it for me and the fact that they make make it seem like so fucking serious and like not lighthearted at all like that's what the mid-2000s felt like with horror movies every one of them had a gimmick like that's what i was trying to say like this was the video game one you Mm. mentioned dead silence that was the puppet one right yeah they all had like a gimmick and then everybody was getting a little too heavy-handed with the cgi (laughs) around there like everybody thought they were gonna fucking 
Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings, some shit, and like, no, it you are not. Just yeah. get out the pint of blood. When, the, um, the movies that went most sorry, but the movies that went mostly practical, I think, ended up being like the the better received horror movies from that period. Oh yeah, but go, go I agree because. Yeah. And I wish they would keep it practical because that horse fucking carriage scene was like I remember watching <laughs> it, I was like I was like, nah, that horse carriage isn't gonna run him over. And then he like weirdly glitched underneath the horse carriage and just like flew out for, and then he went from being computerized to like being a real person. I was like, Oh, so it was gonna run him over in this scene. I didn't know if it was this scene or later, but the way it ran him over, I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. At least like throw a dummy under the car that way when it like just fucking like this yeah. like yeah, like, you get oh, some yeah, dummy that's how, physics. That's how someone would, yeah. would react if they were being ran over cuz they'd be dead. But no, yeah. this was just like I don't know, man. Like I could fucking make better shit than that. Like I would believe that to be true. Yes, like, I think the people in this, in this day room, and age yeah. and the things that are available to you right now oh, as a yeah. consumer. Yeah. Absolutely, probably. Yeah. Maybe we can make 7 million dollars. Fuck. We're in the wrong line of business. Yeah, right. (laughs) All we got to do is learn how to time travel back to the mid-2000s when expectations were low. You guys want to see VR? (laughs) 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 Oh, God. Did they make a VR horror? But it's about like... But it's about like... like a deadly pirate, so it's like VR. Oh, oh my god! VR. Yeah. VR. All right, I'm, I'll see myself out. <laughs> I'm gonna go comb my hair with a shotgun. So before you see yourself out. Oh yeah, I get a movie too. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know which one I should talk about first because one is but whatever sad, you feel about. In your one heart. is less sad. Um, we'll we'll try to stagger the sadness, and I'll talk about society first. <laughs> oh, <God>. Okay. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, Society, uh, released in 1992, but filmed in 1989 by uh, Brian Yuzna. Uh, anyone who just heard that name probably would know him as being uh, attached to the reanimator films in the 80s. He was mm-hmm. the producer. Uh, so this was his first directorial like outing as a director-director. Um, where to start? Well, this movie is great. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. I have a very... A very specific memory, like you had said, Sam, of finding this movie at a video store. Oh, great. Um, because I, it was a shout-out to the defunct discount video in Dearborn Heights, Michigan. Um, yeah, so I used right. to go there and like hide in the back of the video store where they kept the porno, and I would try to look under the flaps because they just had the covers in there. We all did that. Yeah, we mm-hmm. all did that. I so, didn't do that. Well, you weren't cool. <laughs> so you weren't a pig like us. Yeah. So horny boys like myself would go back there and try to see try to see tits at a at a discount rate, and uh, <laughs> they were right next to the horror section though. So I and yes, okay. of course. So in an effort to Where remain in an effort to remain hidden, if like whoever whoever was working there would come and try to find me, I would just like duck around the corner and head down the horror section. Mm-hmm. Like I was also not old enough to rent those, but somehow they didn't care because I. I rented this movie from there. I want to tell you this as like a 12 year old. Um, So I saw the cover of this film and it's very evocative. Like it has like a, a woman kind of like detaching her face. It's not, it's a, it's, it's like a drawing. So it's not like super graphic, Mm -hmm. but it was enough to catch my eye. Like, Oh, what the hell is this? And that was when I was way more into horror stuff. I could watch it and not want to die. So I just rented it. I thought maybe it would be fun or whatever. And brother, (laughs) <laughs> this fucking movie, as a twelve-year-old, like blew my goddamn mind. This depends on the definition of fun. <laughs> Did you not think it was fun? Well, it it had uh yeah. So okay, so fun, fun parts. Real quick, the plot to summarize the plot real quick. So 
We are uh, following uh, Billy. He is our hero, played by Billy Warlock, son of Dick Warlock. Uh, oh, favorite. Oh, shit. Dick That's Dick Warlock. Yeah, son. Warlock. I was about to say favorite. Favorite of Wasn't everybody he on Halloween the podcast. Too, when yes, he, he was. He was holding the boombox when he ran into Dick. Yes, he was. Ha. So yeah. So he that's ran uh, into Dick. So you know we can't do a collab without talking about Dick Warlock. Yeah. Man. So big, yeah, big, uh, two for two. Big Warlocks. pod idol, Dick Warlock. Warlock gonna find fam. his way. Gonna find his way. <laughs> that's the best name ever. Imagine if you name it. Totally is Dick Warlock. We literally. Had we literally had this conversation <laughs> last year. Yeah. So, yeah. so before we before we exalt too high heavens to Dick Warlock, you know, you're awesome. Uh, his son is also here. So his son is in this movie. He's the star of this film. Um, he is not like the rest of his family. We're all like high high society socialite types. And he has always felt other to them. And still, as you know, he's like a popular guy. He has a cheerleader girlfriend who's clearly like 40. Um, he's, you know, he's doing well in school and all this shit. And he's he seems to be at least minorly doing well for what this is he's doing in, in life. But he still has this really nagging feeling that something is wrong with his family and he doesn't know what it is. So that's kind of where this movie starts and where the movie ends is glorious. So we will, I don't want, I do not want to spoil the end of this movie. So I will not. I will just say before we get into super discussion about it, that I think what makes this movie so great apart from the absolutely ridiculous climax of it is that you spend forever to get to the climax of this movie it was worth it yeah and it's it's it really is worth it like it's the pacing of this movie feels so glacial for the first like five minutes and then we are going like we're we're setting up all these dominoes to fall like to get to the very end of this Mm -hmm. and then you're like man i mean i get it like it kind of feels like these people are lying to him kind of feels like his psychiatrist might be lying to him like all this shit is setting up this whole time and then when you finally get to the payoff you're like Oh my God! This is not what I expected this movie to be, and then, yeah. and then you're happy. I was thrilled again. I fucking cannot speak to how much I love this fucking movie. <laughs> I will ask you two to start because we <laughs> we had in conversations when we were talking about these. You guys sent me your reaction to having seen this movie. I didn't really know quite to make of it visually. Please tell me with your words how you felt about this. Film. Wait, real quick, did you guys? Have you guys ever seen this before? This Dave was recommended our, no. it. This was our first time. I've heard of it. Yeah. I I actually had it. I bought it like months and months before yeah. he like recommended it because I, I collect all this shit. And uh, this was one of them. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna say. I don't know why. I do not know why. It's probably fate. But it I was is, like, it's totally. Fate. I'm gonna save this movie because I've heard a lot of crazy shit about it. So when I'm in the mood to like see something that's gonna make me like have like a nervous breakdown, I'm gonna watch this and. Yeah. I was surprised it did not feel like an 80s film. Okay, but be honest. Do you have like a whole stack of like DVDs and Blu-rays you haven't watched, right? Yeah. Oh, I do too. Doesn't everybody? Yeah. yeah I mean, no, I, do I don't at all. I have like, I have like yeah. a nice like five columns of movies that nope. I just haven't seen. Dude, I, have I mean, I, my, I, my boyfriend has a bunch of movies in the house that I've never seen, but none of them are like mine that I've bought and not got around Dude, to Dude, I have like watching. 1,100 movies. I've only watched about 400 of them yeah, like, man. ever in my it's, life. It's almost exclusively Criterion titles because you buy them when they're on sale yeah, and then you yeah. watch them eventually. <laughs> like that's just how it works. Still gotta watch. Uh, what's it called? The Vanishing. Oh, yeah. Vanishing's very good. That's actually a good movie, though. We'll talk about this yeah, first. Before we anyway. get too off topic, but I can, Sorry, can I at least give like what the the name of the the scene is? Oh yeah. Okay, so I had seen some like tidbits or like glances of the shunting scene. <laughs> that's even a disgusting <laughs> word. I know. Uh, before on on the internet, because if you're in the horror circles, you can't really 
escape no, sure. it. I didn't. You know, I didn't Google <laughs> shit. I waited till I watched this. Well, shit. just even in like groups and stuff like that. I've I've seen you know it here and there, but I never really saw the a scene in its entirety. Yeah. And then I saw something on YouTube. I was like, I'm not going to watch this whole thing. I've seen the still of his but, dad, yeah. like at the end of his transformation, about a hundred times okay. on the internet. Like, it, but but I had never actually seen anything about the rest of the film. So I just kind of have, had a very vague idea of what it was about. Um, going through it up until the ending, I I was a little concerned because I was like, uh, you know, there there's some cool stuff happening here and there. But it's largely just a lot of dialogue. It's bad a lot dialogue. Of, at that. It's bad dialogue. It's a it's a lot of it's a lot of mystery, which I normally like, and I did enjoy those, I guess, dramatic scenes of when, well, you know, body horror shit was was going on. I, I liked those. I think the one with with the woman in the bed. That was, that was a good scene. The shower, <laughs> yeah. That, that the was shower. Great, but, oh my god, that's you know, that. It, yeah. In between, I can still see that if I close my eyes too long, like in my throughout my yeah. life, it's horrifying. In in between was fine, but it was more just stuff like, oh, he's he's just kind of you know becoming disillusioned to his family and kind of you know finally seeing them for what they are, and that was cool. But where's where's this leading up to? How does this lead up to that final scene? Because I mean, that just completely spun the entire movie around um but yeah upon seeing it I, I don't even remember what we were both doing i think we were just trying to like take it in i took it out of the xbox and i put it on the side i was like i'm gonna message dave that's the first thing i said out loud i was yeah. like yo what the fuck <laughs> yeah i remember but, like watching it and i'm like huh maybe he's becoming one of the elites or whatever the fuck and then the closer we got to the end, I was like, oh, maybe it's just his imagination. And I was like, wait a minute. No, the fuck it's not. Look at the cover of this fucking movie. Like, on the yeah. fucking Arrow video, it's just like a bunch of, like, melting yes, faces yeah. and shit. Going and like, yeah, oh, the Arrow cover is very, it's very grimy. And when shit got down, I was like, ah, huh. <laughs> yeah. But, fuck by, by that point, but neither you of you have said yet it. whether or not you liked it. Fuck yeah. I, like I did it. like okay. it. I, did. Okay. I just fucking love this movie. I'm going to revisit it soon, actually. Okay. I almost well see. Here's the thing. I almost wish that there was more craziness before that there final was. scene. There, there was a, that a is times, a valid criticism. But you know, upon seeing it in its completion, I, I did really enjoy it. I, I, I liked that punchy ending. You know, that was it was it was clever in its commentary. Absolutely, I think that was the ultimate like socio economic point that the movie was trying mm-hmm, to make right mm-hmm. there. So it culminated well. And yeah, I I don't really have anything particularly bad to say about it. I mean, overall. you can, Lacey. I mean, apart from <laughs> apart from the acting and, and the okay, yeah, sorry. But if you have if you have uh, some points, uh, please. Yeah, I want I yeah. want you to weigh in on this also. I just <sighs> <laughs> I just don't like like body horror. I think I've yeah. discovered that from like all of this stuff. Like that is what I get disgusted by, but. I the movie was good. I thought it kept me interested. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much. I I honestly don't really have that much more to say about it. It kept me interested, but like I find myself repulsed. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, that's the like, intention. <laughs> I, I I feel like 
I know that like you don't like watching like slasher movies and jump scares and stuff it's like funny, that. Right? And I think it's like, opposite for me. Yeah. Where you, I was about to say it is the diametric opposite. Like, and, yeah, it's totally opposite. Like we can never watch scary movies together because one of us is going to be completely disgusted or <laughs> skeezed out or freaked out, and the other's going to be yeah, having a great time for alternate reasons. Yeah, yeah. I love ghost stories, jump scares, hate slashers. It. Hate Cannot it. Cannot stand like things that are like intended to gross me out. Bugs. You know, like cannibalism, just or any sort of like body horror stuff. Shunting. So, have you seen Cronenberg's The Fly? Yes. Okay. So, love it. Lo- think it's great, but <laughs> I, completely disgusted and yeah. uncomfortable the entire time I watch it. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. So, oh, yeah. I also like. I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of my favorite movies, and that deals with a lot of gross shit. But I just, I love that for other reasons. Mm-hmm. But yeah, body horror. Just I, I can't like things. It just brace yourself <laughs> if you watch this movie. If you're squeamish in the same way that I am, and not the way that apparently Dave is, then no, you know, I, what's I, funny I is that I am though. Like it's there's a there's like a a very specific line though in my head where I can push I can push it. Like the further you get into something that is 100 percent like body horror, the more I am, more willing I am to embrace what it is I'm watching. Like David Cronenberg is one of my favorite directors ever. Like, all of his early shit is really gross stuff. I love those movies. I've seen them all a hundred times. Like, Rabbit Shivers, The Fly, everything. Like, I love all of those movies. And then this movie, I fucking love this movie. But as soon as you, like, throw in, like, a like a, a ghoul or something, like, just showing up from a marsh, like, to scare me, I'm, like, fucking out, 100%. I don't know why that is, but the the more steeped in, like, a reality-based disgustingness, I can tolerate. It's as soon as it starts becoming two other that i'm like oh god no. i think yeah, it's definitely I'm totally the opposite. I, I think the message in this movie is definitely something that keeps you grounded and that helps like it sure. it is it is by its very nature a satire like in in the way it is presented like it's it's sending up the you know the trappings of society and what that how that defines a person these people and what it is to feel like you aren't part of that and how this guy deals with that and rationalizing like what is high society and what is you know trash and all this kind of stuff and that part is interesting, and I do appreciate that. Like, it's, I think it's one of the things that works in the movie, like you had said. It it does keep it grounded to a level where you can watch it and be invested, because it does take its time like mm-hmm. to, to get to where we're going at the end there. And it does, but like I said, and like you said, it does keep you interested, despite having a pace a little slower than like a regular horror film might. And I don't know, man. Like, I just think all of it works. I, I The... I would be remiss if I did not uh, give a, spe- a special shout out to the you know fantastical effects. I can't remember how it's credited in the in the actual movie. It's like special makeup effects, something like it's ridiculous, it's like fantasy effects or something. But um, shout out to Screaming Mad George, uh, aka uh, just lost his name. Boop, 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 boop. Shout out uh, Joji, to this guy, Joji Tani. He's a Japanese guy. Uh, Joji Tani, aka Screaming Mad George. Um, he was. A special effects guy did a lot of stuff in the eighties. Has credits like uh, Predator and this movie and other stuff like did Bride Reanimator, some other Yuzna like films. They had a good working relationship. Yeah. So the dude, he's he has bona fides. He's done a whole bunch of gross shit. Like that's kind of his his thing. Um, these it just kind of has to be seen to be believed. Like there's there's not much else I can say about it. We've we've more or less just danced around how this works. Like yeah. everybody is everybody is who they are until they aren't. That's pretty much this movie and. Getting to the who they aren't is fun enough, and I think worth it enough to see what that what that ultimately you know like builds up to. And 
I don't know. But for a movie that's very light on actual scares, yeah. this movie makes up for in disgusting. Just all the way. At the I end. agree, one thousand. I, I think it's. I think the like build up of the story itself is disturbing enough to warrant you know it being called horror at least and and yeah it'll i don't know what the fuck else you call it 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 was horrifying for me so i mean i can't speak for anybody else i really liked the the whole thing the pacing the mystery of it finding out that everyone's like muck people and they eat and fuck each other but like (laughs) the escape what the fuck was that yeah again this whole movie isn't perfect (laughs) i'm gonna fight him oh no i failed but what if i fight him yeah, 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 yeah. Like, straight. It's jam it. It's something. Jam that shit. It's something. <laughs> when dealing with the social elite, I, uh, fist them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, apparently, literally. Mm-hmm. And it has like that hilarious song at the end too. That will probably play us out when we, whenever we end this episode. That will be <laughs> what I want to hear. Perfect. Um, speaking of ending, we are going to end the first half of our show with uh, with me discussing society as we just did. I want to take a real minor break. We're going to recollect our thoughts. We're going to try to wash society out of our heads and reset for the next slate of movies. So we got four more. So pause for station identification. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. I just want to take a second to talk to you about the rest of the Make Fun family of shows, including our newest edition, Kitty Cat Paws Cast, uh, Anachronismo, This Rules, This Sucks, and the flagship Top 5 of Death, in addition to us at Over Under Fair. Everybody has a lot of great stuff for you there and on our Facebook group, which is the Make Fun Network Facebook group. So check us out there and join in the conversation. So if you haven't already, take a chance to check out the rest of the shows and subscribe to them on your favorite podcatcher. And on with the show. And welcome back to our discussion of underrated horror films. We gave you four. We've got four more for you, though, guys. So strap the fuck in because we're about to take off. That's eight movies, guys. Yeah, dude. That's math. Yep. Um, off mic, we learned you could count to fourteen, so you can eight as well within your is well within your reach. I can count in French up to ten, but I don't. Fourteen is the maximum. Yeah. Well, there's no more numbers. Right? No, no. Everything is just divisible by fourteen at that <laughs> exactly. point. Fourteen plus one. Fourteen plus two. Lacey. Yeah. Hi. What's up? Good. Lacey, you have another movie, and I, I want do. you to talk about it. So please do. Idle hands. We're on audio right now, and I'm moving my hand around like a creep. (laughs) One of the best horror comedies ever created, in my opinion. Which is why I picked it. I said when when we started talking about my first movie, Trick or Treat, that there is a theme here. Mm -hmm. And I think it is that I... I hate horror... Well, I don't hate horror movies, but I like horror movies better when they don't take themselves too seriously. Mm -hmm. So that's why this one hit the mark for me. This is the most 90s-ass 90s movie. Oh, brother. Like the late 90s. And it's goofy. It's ridiculous. Celebrating 20 years this year, I believe. 1999? 1999, yep. So 20 years old. Right after... Thanks for the memories. Right after I put this on my list and Dave, like, sent out a message, like, telling us all what movies we were going to be talking about, I saw an article, I think, on Bloody Disgusting that they were talking about a sequel to it. Yeah. It yep. was like right after. Well, De- Devin Sawa was like, "Yeah, I'll totally do an Idle Hand sequel." Have- Why wouldn't sure, he? What else like, is I know, he doing what the fuck right else now? Right. What are you doing? Devin? I thought he was dead. I also, <laughs> I then Googled him and looked up his picture. But homie's looking old. He's looking a For little. Real? Yeah. We all age, man. Yeah. I mean, that's depressing. How how old was he in this one? I wonder. That like you know in real. Because his his character was definitely supposed to be like a t- a teenager, yeah, at least. But he was probably a high school his, dropout or something. I would say he, he was, was in his 20, early twenties, yeah, like twenty. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, because he was like, oh, we see. almost share a birthday. Hey, what's up, dude? Yeah. Uh, September seventh. 
What, what year? 78. I meant the day, not the year. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm, I was <laughs> just wondering what year he was born. 78. So he's, what, 41 now? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Rough. he looks 41. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, he's in this. And he's great. <laughs> he's he sure is. Fantastic. Which, um... 14-year-old Lacey was like, ooh, a Devin Sawa movie. <laughs> because I had pictures of this guy on my wall all when your, I was All your Tiger age. Beat pinups yep, and shit? exactly. Yeah, Tiger yeah. Beat, Teen Beat, Teen, teen beat. Pop. Yeah, Teen Beat. Yeah, Tiger, Tiger Beat's pop. a little bit before our time, I guess. But yeah. No, no. It was there. <laughs> sure, but it was it was lesser was at that point. Because I, I had, my sister was all into like all the boy bands and shit. Mm-hmm. So all of her shit was, yeah, like Teen Beat and all those other magazines. Yeah, I just remember Tiger Beat and Teen Beat, where Devin Sawa constantly was. So I always wanted to see his movies. With a different haircut. Yeah. yeah. It's really weird for me to see like appreciation posts for Devin Sawa. Like, oh my God, he was so hot in Final Destination. I'm like, I don't know what movie you're watching, but okay. But apparently, apparently Lacey liked him a lot. Oh no, he, she's not alone. I, that, I, no, Devin Sawa was the name on many a teen girl's lips like, in the wow. 1990s. Yeah, I had those uh, cutouts from the magazines on my wall, like all over the place. Not just him, other guys too, because, you know... <laughs> I'm a woman of many flavors, so. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. So I was not, like, seeking out a scary movie to watch. I was seeking out a Devin Sawa movie to watch. Okay. But, and it was very different for me than anything I think I had seen him in, because mm. I was looking at all, like, the teeny bopper shit. That's, that was what my picture, my image of him was. Well, yeah, because he was in, like, Casper and, like, Little exactly. Giants and yes. shit up to yeah. this point. Yeah. That's, like, what I was watching. And in this movie, he's, like, a hardcore stoner with a murder hand. Like, it's a pretty this big departure. the most erratic I've seen Devin Sawa. Which was probably. perfect because I was, like, 14 and I was turning into a lazy stoner <laughs> with a murder hand at this time. I was making my transition from innocent, young, adolescent girl to... Let's smoke weed and talk about murder. So <laughs> it was a perfect transition for me. But yeah, I like this movie because it's stupid as fuck. It doesn't take itself super seriously. Like, I mean, there's a decapitation scene in this that's completely ridiculous. There's, you know, the buddies of his that get killed, but then they stick around as undead for the rest of the movie. And it's it's Seth Seth Green and... Somebody help me out. What's the other guy's name? He was in some uh, 90s El- Elden stuff. Elden Henson? Yeah. You, you, would, you see him. What you kind know? of name is Pinub, but that's his name in the movie. But Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not but sure. Yeah, Elden, I feel like uh, it's like probably short for like penis nubbin or something. Pro- that's probably... Yeah. Jessica yeah, Alba is in this as well. Oh, yeah, she is. Jesus. Not only is Jessica... Very young Jessica Alba. Not well, only, don't make me sound creepy. I was young Jessica then, too. Alba, <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed <laughs> to retroactively think she was hot yeah. then. Viv- Vivica A. Fox... Also, and, very hot in 1999. oh shit! And Robert England as well as sure. the voice of the hand. Yeah, the because fuck? he was doing cameos, of course. Yeah. The voice of so, the hand. All right, Jessica Alba was 18 in this movie, like, so I'm allowed to say she was hot. No, I, I've always, yeah, I've always thought Jessica Alba was hot. But I just I mean, mean specifically in this movie, yeah, without trying to derail yeah, it so hard. Too, yeah. I I saw this movie because I saw Jessica Alba in sure. in the commercial for it, like dressed as an angel or whatever. And I'm like, yep, that's the movie I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch that movie right now. So yeah. we kind of for same for the reasons, same reasons. Just different, different people different sexes um yeah. yeah i mean i don't really have too much to say about this movie when you go back and watch it like it looks like it's from the 90s mm-hmm. like it's i i wouldn't say like anything like really really holds up or you just kind of got to go in and watch it thinking that you're gonna have a laugh because it's stupid and fucking ridiculous but i still like the concept i think it's really fun that like you have a possessed hand 
and you can't control it and it's attached to your body till mm. it isn't. I think this movie does hold up. I actually feel like it's gotten better in its way. Like I it, agree. Yeah. it bombed so hard as like a commercial release when it came out and has had such a a really good cult following like amassed around it because it of its strengths. Like it's it's playing to exactly what you said. It's high concept dumb and in in all of the best ways like all of the good things you can say about that it's funny it's like really gory when it doesn't need to be which is fun for this movie and then it's like just madcap bullshit all over the place like the stuff that the ways that this hand like orchestrates killing people is hilarious like it's just a really fun watch it i think this is one of those movies that is better when you go back and watch it i totally agree because i remember thinking it was stupid at the time and i certainly didn't have like some high opinion of anything you know i wasn't like a cinema enthusiast or anything (laughs) at age 14 like this definitely isn't the movie for a cinema enthusiast. no not at all like i wasn't trying to be like a snob or anything i just was like man this is kind of dumb but going back and watching it it's a whole nother thing it's just you gotta watch it from a different perspective because you've aged into the jokes now like it's exactly it's a, yeah. a certain amount of things to be said for seeing something when you don't know shit about shit mm-hmm. so when you see all this stuff like let's say you're 13 and you see stay alive and you're like this movie is great i'm sorry i'm just kidding it's okay but you know what i mean though like then you can you watch things with a different set of eyes and now that you're old enough and you watch a, a movie like idle hands again and you're like oh man this movie is actually pretty funny and like oh this is actually pretty clever like the the stuff that's lost on you as a dumb 14-year-old is exactly. now funnier to you as like a 30-something. Like, like now just, I understand you learn a appreciation. that the like excessive gore was very much intentional to be like excessive and yeah, things yeah. like that. So yeah, I think this is a good movie to go back and watch. Um, and I think a lot of people, probably younger audiences, I might say, have written it off because... I mean, it was a like you said, it bombed. It was a dumbass nineties, and it's movie. super of its time. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely yeah. of its time. Like, even like the cameo appearances in it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know what? I think all the elements are are still pretty good. Like the supporting cast of characters is entertaining enough, in my opinion. Yeah, so to keep oh, this yeah. movie alive. Fred for Willard sure. and like you know, yeah. yeah, Robert England, like you had mentioned, like just a bunch of people showing up in this movie. Yeah, a lot of a lot of even horror comedies just like the characters aren't there to to make it interesting but this one had good ones i mean vivica a. fox comes in i i think like the more ridiculous this movie gets you know in its like development it, the better it gets she comes in as like with this whatever she is some holy seeker yeah hunter. some yeah. form of like exorcist hunter yeah. type person it's just crazy and then it all you know rounds out at the at the school right i mean so it it's wacky enough and it keeps getting wackier as it goes on, too. Because, uh, you know, from the beginning, it's like, oh, there's this lazy masturbating stoner. And then his hand comes off. Like, <laughs> what's going to happen? And you don't really expect the things that happen to happen. And uh, the practical effects are really good, too, actually. I think. Yeah. I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So, I, I mean, I think the effects are great. You know, this movie definitely has the makings of just a quality, like, cult film. And I do think the humor is actually... Yeah, like, the humor's good, there. You know? The humor's there. It's not like too like cringy or anything. You're right. Like that, yeah. So. In retrospect, it, most of it is still pretty funny. Like it still feels pretty funny. Mm. Sam, you've been pretty quiet about this. I mean, I think it definitely was the test of the time. Uh, special effects are great. Uh, humor was there. I mean, Seth fucking Green. Period. Yeah. You know, so, in the nineties. Uh, yeah. yeah, I remember like picking up this movie because I recognized Devin Sawa 
Because I watched the other movie with him. Because you had a poster, you had posters on your wall. wall. Yeah, exactly. I watched the first movie with him called Night of the Twisters. And that was the first movie like, I, ever, it, yeah. I ever watched with him. And I was like, yo, isn't this the guy from Night of the Twisters? And my dad was like, yeah, that's him, that's him. I was like, all right, let's pop this thing in. I was with my buddy Conrad. And then like, Shout out to Conrad, apparently. Conrad. What up, Conrad? I hate you, Conrad. But <laughs> we were fucking watching this and like, all the stoner shit started happening. He's like, one day me and you are going to be smoking weed. And I was like, fuck you, I hate you. I'm never smoking weed. <laughs> Drugs are bad, you know, like there. <laughs> and then we're then like fucking ten, twelve years later, we're literally sitting in my room smoking weed, watching Idle Hands again. He's like, I told you. I was like, dude, you still fucking remember that? So for me, this movie brings Conrad back. always remembers. <laughs> he remembers everything. It's because he's an elephant. But we fucking we fucking love this movie. It's like one of those childhood treasures of mine that yeah. like I can never forget because. I have a man crush on Devin Sawa. <laughs> Apparently, we're learning a lot about Devin yeah, Sawa I, and his 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 sway this, over the throngs of youth. Despite the appeal of De- Devin Sawa, I definitely yeah. I, like you guys said, this movie is one that certainly got a lot better with age. As, Somehow, yeah, yeah. As I don't know, I think it it's didn't because feel like it was going to. It's because but it did. now that we're not in like the two thousands, we can look back at it like oh, haha, you know, the nineties yeah. nostalgia, and it's all yeah, especially with all the nostalgic crap coming out it's uh, extremely now, crazy but... now like on everyone's like i'm on instagram and like i follow like at least like 400 other like movie collectors and this is almost on every single person's list for like the 31 mm-hmm. days of halloween yeah it's 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 really grown yeah it, it's grown into like its own niche of like a, a well-remembered thing where nostalgia I, isn't betraying you like it's actually still pretty good oh yeah i have to say that i really appreciate that you knew devon sawa as the guy from the night of the twisters yeah. as opposed to <laughs> like the, the guy ever. from the m&m video yeah. or casper little giants or, or casper anything. or yeah. like anything else that he's done i'm pretty sure that was like a tv movie yeah i had it on vhs and that was like the first movie I, like we ever bought like that was like the first American movie I think my mom saw. And she's like, let's watch this. And I'm like, all right. We popped it in. She's like, oh, I don't want to watch. I was like, why? She's like, you remember 1997 we had the tornado? Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, I remember. I had a very <laughs> short but intense tornado fascination Me at too. that age. Oh, my God. I, was I think it, a lot of it was had to do with Twister. And Did you want to be like a storm chaser? Yeah, or? I did too. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Although we don't yeah, really get tornadoes, tornadoes here in Michigan. So is, like, But I was always like kind of hoping so yeah, for one. Yeah, you just sat by and waited for them to show up. Which is unfortunate. All Michigan needs ejected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good thing there's a lot of them over there in like Alabama and Nebraska and shit. <laughs> Not great. I don't want to disappoint too many of our v- listeners if any of them happen to be Southern. So let's just move on. Sorry, y'all. Bling, ding, 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 ding. Off the rails. Uh, right, yeah, we can move please, on. please rein us in. We have we have another movie. So we have another we have another discussion. I guess is it my turn? now? Yes, it is. Okay, cool. So my next film, as we mentioned before, is The Void, and this I want to say this is probably the newest film on our on our entire yeah twenty sixteen. So it's it's definitely the newest, but you know potentially doesn't quite feel like it so the void is a sci-fi monster movie this shit is horror fuck you no i know i know i'm just saying you know if we're breaking down like kind this of the, 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 the subgenres this is definitely like a hardcore horror film but um i wanted to pick a monster movie first of all anyway it's fucking awesome because it's probably my favorite subgenre of horror and i don't know every time i think about it i just think about the void and on rewatching it, uh, I almost felt like there wasn't enough monster stuff until everything just kind of started happening. 
and then there was there was plenty of monster stuff but i wanted to pick that i wanted to pick a sci-fi movie as well just so we kind of got some diversity this movie brings the sci-fi very heavily um and i like it especially because it does so and not in a cheap way, but you just have like this isolated location. That's what I love the most about it. You have what I assume is a relatively minimal budget in comparison to like other, you know, high profile horror films or big budget horror films. But what they're able to do with it is really spectacular. And I think over the past, you know, three years or so, this movie has grown a lot in popularity, but it's still probably underlooked i think by like the general public and it, it definitely needs to be watched i think it's a great return to form for almost like exclusively practical effects like almost throughout the entire film it's what people want they want they like seeing monster movies and the body horror is there too it's gory you know it just has all the elements i think that make a great like monster movie give me some like existential dread too fuck yeah. totally yeah oh, it, it talks about a lot you know, past just like the surface body horror and monsters and stuff like that, which which I also enjoy. I mean, I guess probably some people would say that the story is maybe one of the weaker points. I don't think so of the movie, but you know, it kept me engaged enough. I mean, the the antagonist was pretty cool too, even if not like a little. Maybe maybe it should have been fleshed out a little bit more, but maybe a bit. But I don't think it it ultimately is a disservice to the movie. Like we no. can't we can't spend too much time with. With that guy specifically, mm. because we have we have more to do with our characters, you know. Even yeah. as minimal as the movie still is, like there's still more to do. Well, once it establishes like that chaos, yeah, it kind of has to. It doesn't go slow the fuck down it, at yeah. all. Yeah, like, once that shit starts going off the rails, like sure, there's like some exposition and stuff, like which isn't bad, you know. I really wanted to know what the fuck was going on. Didn't expect. Mm. Mr. Y- yeah, Dr. you can't have a movie with no exposition yeah. like a horror film. You have to have some. It is. As to your point earlier, like you can't just like hit everybody over the head with it for twenty five minutes at the yeah. beginning of your movie. Right. But as you do it paced correctly through a movie that is constantly giving you more to watch, like yeah, then it's perfectly perfectly great, really. But it does, for the most part, kind of just throw you into this crazy thing that's happening mm-hmm. in this small town, and uh, I, I just really liked the vibe, even just from the very beginning. Um, I, I liked seeing where it was going, and once they got locked in that hospital you know i wanted to know what was going on but yeah you can't just hit like you know a brick wall and stop so i really enjoyed the pacing um i thought it definitely became a lot more insane as the movie went along yeah until it culminated with just like a pure sci-fi experience which was great um maybe got a little psychological like i I didn't really like care too much about what was happening with the main character or the the protagonist uh daniel carter but i don't know it it was was fine it was mostly just about like how this movie made me feel yeah and it it makes you feel things i think this movie is fucking incredible like straight up and down i loved watching this movie again i had seen it like near enough the time it was released because it was like on some streaming services kind of like at the same time it was at if if it got a theatrical release it was very minimal but I it was like a word of mouth thing of someone being like you should watch this movie. I know you don't love horror shit, but like I know you like body horror shit, and this movie kind of feels like a throwback to like a 
someone I've, at some point someone said the fly and i was like that's all you gotta tell me like if you just lead with that i'm yeah. gonna watch the movie <laughs> i mean the cover of the movie alone like the mm. you know it it definitely throws you back to that it's very it's very evocative of like an 80s supernatural like sci-fi horror type movie and it fucking destroys all of those points like it just hits it like hard everything about this movie is great this practical effects the story is engrossing the the ending is cool the visuals are just fucking unparalleled awesome like i've the tone of this movie is so cool. The atmosphere, everything about this fucking movie works. Every fucking thing about this movie works. I love it. I love this movie. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna say I kind of Lovecraftian in its nature too, which yeah, yeah, I yeah. enjoyed. Um, I'm always on the lookout for more movies like that. And even though it wasn't explicit or anything, I definitely could feel the inspiration. And I always appreciate when a movie does that right. I even think it captures that madness. Oh, totally. Aspect pretty well too. So. Lacey, do you have any I thought it was really. I don't really have anything to add about the film. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I watched it. I'll never watch it again. <laughs> but for reasons because you didn't like it, or I just I'm not really into like sci-fi type horror oh. things like okay. that. Like it's it just didn't do it for me personally. But I I enjoyed the watch. Like from beginning to end, it mm. kept me interested. I didn't. I didn't find myself like checking my watch or like seeing. You know what I mean? Sure. Like I followed it and stuff. But it's just not something that I would go back to. But I did think it was interesting. Dave posted on face on like his personal Facebook when he was watching this, and like a bunch of people who I wouldn't have expected because I had never heard of this mm. movie before. You brought it up. A bunch of people were like, "Oh, I've seen that movie. I've seen that movie. I've seen that movie." And they were like, oh, that wasn't what I was expecting at all. <laughs> Didn't a bunch of people say that? A couple of people did, yeah. 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 So I just thought it was interesting that you said like it was picking up steam. So like obviously people are like seeking out things like that. But yeah. I mean, more like hardcore horror fans, I think definitely kind of appreciate it because there's this kind of lingering like, oh, modern horror isn't as good. Right. Yeah. You know, a lot of people. We've talked about a lot, but this this is kind of one of those movies that sometimes is brought up. When you have to like, seek oh, it well. out. Like you have to seek out these things. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to be the thing that's like in the movie theater that weekend. And it's it's definitely playing though to that. Like it's it's giving something to a, a horror fan. I don't want to call them lapsed, but like someone who is more invested or interested in a throwback kind of feel to these movies. Like they're that that has that for them because it feels like it's not of now. Mm-hmm. But it clearly is modern enough to hold a modern audience's attention and be made in a way that is suitable for like a more modern audience. Like I, I think that's what makes this movie so special is that it is kind of it's it's doing both of those things so well. You know. Yeah, I think the cinematography definitely helps with that. It doesn't look and and feel camera wise like it should be a two thousands or nineties. No, it's movie. remarkably slick for what low budget it has. Like it's it's really well shot. Yeah, you know? I think this is definitely a passion project. I mean, the the soundtrack is great. Oh, yeah, you know, talk about the music. The music's wonderful. Music is awesome. I mean, every th- every element here is like meticulously planned for and and thought about, which is nice. So I think that definitely adds to being able to call it like a love letter to people. Like, hey, you guys wanted this kind of stuff. Here's this one movie that's basically everything that you know you guys wanted in a, in a monster movie and a crazy sci-fi. Uh, gore it's surprisingly pretty bloody movie yeah when too, so when it's, it's like, there yeah there, there it's, it's very visceral and very gory yeah so I, I think it plays really well to its strengths for sure i was gonna say you guys touch base on everything that i wanted to fucking say about this uh same yeah, one no, go for it, yeah. uh initially i saw this on like amazon and i was like no nah, i'm not gonna touch this you know it doesn't look like you know i don't think i'd enjoy some sci-fi shit but then you know barnabas was like you know check it out i was like fuck it 
So opened up Shutter, turned it on. Uh, I like the whole like isolated overnight thing because I enjoy those movies a lot more. I'm not like three weeks later. Fuck you. Yeah. Don't fucking do that. But I enjoyed this one that uh, the because of that uh, the foreboding music, like you guys said, the score was fucking amazing. It had like so much fucking atmosphere, and like right before I was like gonna watch this, I was like, let me let me smoke this joint real quick. So and I popped this fucker in, and I was like, holy shit, this was a horrible idea. <laughs> like the existential dread I was feeling, I was like, what if when we die, we do go through this little portal dimension thing, and there's all this stuff over there, and it's it's, scary it's like a it's like a different dimension created by some scientist in a hospital, and I'm just like, why am I thinking this shit? <laughs> But I, I thought the practical effects were fucking amazing. Score was great. Atmosphere was great. And, like, like a lot of movies have a lot of tension and, like, have, like, heavy atmosphere with, like, no payoff. This was not one of those. This was, like, atmosphere, atmosphere, tension, tension, tension. Aha, monsters. Like, that's what I liked. And it felt kind of, like, throwback-ish to, like, like, the older monster movies, you know? Like, but it was, like, super modern. And the cinematography was, like, really well for an independent film. This is, like... You know, one of those rarities where this independent film and it was shot like so fucking professionally. Like, mm -hmm. there is not really anything I didn't like about the movie other than like, literally, yeah, nothing. I'm, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I, I think this is definitely something that you know they poured a lot of heart into and they they made a successful movie, even though it's not like super well known. I think it, it has that potential of being. I think pretty popular in horror. It's it's relatively still newer as well. So it's this movie time has time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It has time to become a more recognized like cult cult film. Yeah. I, I think it will one hundred percent get there. Like this is a movie people will watch going like a, forward. It needs like a special release from like a different company because like the distribution company that released this, you know, they weren't. They're not for like hey collectors edition blah blah blah. Sure. Just, like here's a movie. If like someone like Arrow Video Criterion. Mm -hmm. Shout Factory released like a special edition of this. I think the movie would get a lot more recognition. No one's saying that won't happen. I mean, it's still yeah. just three years old. Like, oh, yeah. it, it could it could get another like it could be like, a theatrical re-release if they really wanted to. Like, oh, yeah. if, they, <laughs> if they found a way to redistribute that, I, I guess it it's, does say it had a limited theatrical release. But you know, I, I didn't really see a whole ton of marketing, a whole ton of post-release merchandising or any efforts. Well, it's to Canadian too, so I don't even know how far down that got <laughs> yeah. here. Like, you know, people just forget about Canada. I had never right. even heard of it until right. it got brought up. And there's a million like voids on Amazon yeah, too. That's true, yeah. Yeah, I, Well, this I, is the void. Well, I know, but <laughs> and it's the I think one. there is a couple other that were called the void. I know, I'm just saying I mean, like, I, this is the one you should I watch. knew <laughs> which one to choose, but yeah. when I searched it, there was a Bunch. Fuck sure. all the other voids. Okay. <laughs> Those other voids are devoid <laughs> compared Woo! compared to the void. Exactly. That's how good this movie is. Nice. Fucking that a plus. I think that's a, a good poem. way to. I think Thank that's a good you. way to send that one out. Yeah. <laughs> I I really do love this movie though. Yeah, I can't great. say enough good things. Speaking of things to say, Sam, our next movie is probably one of my favorite horror movies ever. Behind the Mask: The Rise of Leslie Vernon. This is another one of those. I watched when I was 13, and this is when I officially learned, like, all the tropes and shit of, like, slasher movies. And, like, it goes into, like, how these villains survive. Uh, yeah, they bury themselves for days, and they can get their heartbeat to three beats a minute. Uh, they need an Ahab. They have this whole, like, map out of shit that you need to do if you're a serial killer. And we are joined by Leslie Vernon. Not really. His name's Leslie Mancuso. But he goes by Leslie Vernon. And... There's a film crew following him around, you know, eventually shit goes off the walls. They decide, hey, we can't watch him kill people. Then they try to intervene. And then 
the, my favorite part of it is like it didn't go how he said it would, but it went just as he planned it. And yeah. I thought like I thought it was great. Uh, we got a special appearance from like Kane Hodder in the movie. Uh, they they showed the Myers house in South Pasadena. They showed like the neighborhood where Halloween one was shot, and there was like a lot of homages to like uh, the old the other slashers. Fun fact: uh, the old guy that Leslie meets up with that's actually supposed to be Billy from the first Black Christmas in nineteen seventy four. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Billy Warlock. No, no, no. <laughs> that would have been no. great. But he actually that's pretty. Still, that's still cool. Yeah, he's supposed to be Billy from the original Black Christmas. That's fucking wild. He even mentions like it was like a little hint. It wasn't really like really explicit. He's like. You know, guys like Jason and Mike, you know, changed the game. Like, yeah. So like, he was around, but like, he was before them. You know, that was like a little, little hint there, like saying like, you know, we had killers, but you know, Jason, Mike, Fred, they changed the game. And so it's a it's a mockumentary ostensibly. Oh, yeah. Like and it is it is filmed as a documentary. There's a crew with them, and they're following them around. And what what I think what I really liked about this movie. And I'm actually super glad. I've never seen this. I never heard really? of it. No. Yeah. No. no I'd never. So heard of it I was, I was really, really into, as you said, when the, you know, when the, when Leslie has laid out his whole plan, and then the the film crew has a crisis of conviction where they're like, well, we can't actually film this happening. We right. should. Even we should it. not be. Yeah. We should not be a part of this. The movie shifts tonally from being a documentary to a slasher film, yeah. like in the middle of the movie, which mm-hmm. was and great. it works. <laughs> so well like i i thought it was a really cool way of pivoting to make the rest of the movie work because like the movie could just end there of them like contacting authorities and yeah we're filming all this happening and then then it's like a found footage of them dying one by one yeah. this is a way better idea oh, like yeah. to to shift the entire pitch of the film from found footage documentary whatever to actual horror film and it works so well like for what i can surmise was like a 200 grand to make this movie maybe (laughs) like i thought that was a really really cool idea and they really really pulled it off well i was really surprised like legitimately surprised at how much i enjoyed this yeah this was a cool watch dude imagine watching yeah i like this movie a lot too (laughs) yeah right mine was fucking blown i was like oh my fucking it's just so genius (laughs) whoever let's see wrote this this is clearly just like a love letter to slasher movies yeah i yeah i mean it definitely is and it's done in such a way where like you say the tropes and stuff like they acknowledge them but it's in like a how do i explain the words like it's aware of itself they're like here are all the tropes and this is what we're gonna do with them and yeah they're name checking all of these fictional places and people as if they exist it is the womb yeah you know, the, yeah, like it does not try to hide it at all. It's, when, when, it's when the when the reporter at the beginning is like listing off these famous fictional places like Haddonfield, and it shows like the Myers House and like Elm Street, and it's showing it's showing where these things take place, but they don't actually really take place. But this movie assumes that all of those things are, are real, a, a collected universe, <laughs> yes. like, and they all exist. You know, like that's just a really fun. It's a fun idea. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Yeah. But, oh, sure, yeah. But fun. <laughs> but a fun idea, yes. I, I liked this one a lot. I definitely, <laughs> I would definitely watch this one again. And the performances in the movie are, are campy enough without ever really feeling like we're going too far with it. Like, yeah. everyone is clearly in on the joke and everyone's playing their part the right way. Like, the reporter is very determined and, mm-hmm. you know, like, very, very much in invested in, like, chasing the story even when some twists and turns happen and the truth might not be the truth. And, the the killer is very personable and very pragmatic and just kind of like interesting in a way that you are 
enjoying watching this even though you're not supposed to like we're stalking people on film at some point (laughs) and i felt wildly uncomfortable but i'm like this is working though like it's it's working totally and then when you cut back to the crew discussing what they just filmed they all also feel that way and it is conveyed well of them just like i can't believe we just filmed that and they're like all like freaking out and like high-fiving each other and shit when they're like tailing a woman on the street like that's not something caused celebrity but here we are like reveling in what this movie is giving us and just this movie works like it's really good it's definitely supposed to be uncomfortable because it when it's going through the whole mockumentary style thing it it wants you to feel like oh you know it this this could be something that somebody's really filming out in the real world you know if, if there are slasher you know serial killers out there and stuff but then the tonal shift is great I, yeah i just like this movie it's clever from top to bottom um you know even though you have something like the cabin in the woods out there that's probably a perfect meta depiction of just horror in general this is going even further and is just like the perfect meta depiction of 80 slasher movies it really is you know i i guess because they all kind of for the most part followed a lot of these tropes but yeah i i was really blown away by how smart this movie was um even like on the surface it could just be like oh they're just making fun of all the usual tropes but the the writing is slick enough to where throughout it you kind of start like even just the the character of taylor gentry played awesomely by angela gethels um just even as her character develops like i wasn't expecting how her character ended up so uh, i i think the movie is very smart um plays to like the practical effects again is a big thing that works and like the character of of leslie vernon is just very intriguing nathan basil is as charming as as leslie vernon and he just kind of sucks you in and makes you want to root for him which is great too yeah and, until and, you yeah. can't yeah i know until you exactly until you can't like that's that's totally yeah i'm glad you said it like that because that is exactly what this does like it you are kind of in for this like yeah all right i'm strangely on board for how this is going down and then, sickle, and then you're sickle, not sickle. yeah like, oh shit this is real yeah it's, so this yeah man this movie just works like, it was kind of like a tragic romance though between mm-hmm. him and taylor because like you could tell like she caught feelings for him but he did too but he didn't catch feelings for her in like a romantic way he caught right. feelings for her like you're my final girl kind of thing, i mean yeah. he i mean I don't know what she was thinking. Clearly, he wasn't going to die. Like, you think he rigged everything else but the apple crusher? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. clearly, like, I, I want to say, like, he got away with that shit. They, they probably all kind of had this feeling in the back of their mind, like, oh, this isn't legit. Yeah. Sure, yeah. You know, right. For, for a while, which is probably yeah, and that, why they acted a lot. Yeah, the ways I think that's acted. fair, yeah. Yeah. But, no, it was, it was great. Like, the whole thing was planned out. And it was really, like, telling horror fans... Like, oh, you know, you love these characters, but this is how they really are if if they're actually, you know, real, like, serial killers and they're not really human, you know? Mm. They have, like, a goal in mind. What I uh, like the most about Leslie, though, it's, like, it was kind of like a callback to, like, I want to say the first Halloween because, like, he wasn't this giant dude like Jason or, like, the Rob Zombie Michael Myers. He was just this, like, 5'10", 150-pound dude, like, just like the original Michael Myers, 5'10", 150. He wasn't, like, this giant imposing guy, but, like, you could tell there's something, like, smart even about Michael because you're like, how does he pull all this shit off? And, like, Leslie shows you, look, I'm not a big dude. I just know what I'm doing. Oh, you wonder how we always catch up with you when we're walking and you're running? Well, the second you can't see us, we're booking it, you know? Like, I just like all (laughs) that shit. 
Yeah, it was it was definitely really clever. It's it's very clever, and it's really for again. And this is not an indictment because obviously we've picked a bunch of these, and they are all good oh, yeah. for something that is clearly independent. Like it's doing the most with all all the budget they could muster for this movie, and it mm-hmm. really pulls it off. Like I've. Again, I, I hate to keep using this word, but I was legitimately surprised at yeah. how good I thought this movie was. Yeah. Like, you know, color me impressed. This was a cool, cool, cool movie. I really want to see. It's definitely different. Yeah, uh, apparently, I did read through some of the things. I guess we can probably end it with uh, with this, but um, I did see that you know people were asking for sequels to this movie, and you know it was obviously brought to the attention of the filmmakers, and they were all kind of like. Yeah, you know, it it might be cool if if it works out right and if it's if it's better than the first one, but unless unless it's going to you know overshadow the first movie, I don't really think there's any point to make it. Plus nowadays it just wouldn't make a lot of sense with how movies, especially horror movies have evolved, you know, cuz that was playing to those very specific like 80s 90s style style horror films and because this was what 2006 yeah yeah so it was still fresh it it wouldn't ish i fresh i can't imagine you could you could continue the gimmick of what this movie does and pull it off correctly again like this works so well because it's a one-off like you can't rip you can't catch lightning in a bottle like this twice like you know i again this is a personal feeling i I don't know which is almost even more clever because the movies that it's kind of a love letter to or imitating in some ways all have like 25 movies yeah. Sequels, yeah. are constantly trying to do exactly that and failing largely like yeah. it's yeah this movie is cool i'm i'm really glad you picked this this was this was the biggest surprise of all the movies we watched and i was really really happy to watch it yeah man yeah oh man anything else to say about that oh one? boy well we got one left oh boy i would <laughs> depending on who you ask at this table we save the best for last <laughs> womp womp uh so my last pick is 2009's Thirst. It is Korean. So uh, the translation in Korean is, is Bat. The movie would be called Bat in Korea. South Korea. Um, it's directed by Park Chan-wook or Chan-wook Park. Um, most, I'd say most famous for directing the Vengeance trilogy. Uh, that includes Old Boy, which was recently remade into an American Spike Lee joint. Let's not talk about that one. Let's not ever talk was about that Was it really that, that recent? I feel like that was actually way longer ago than we realize i think it's like a decade old now maybe but it's still recent enough remember when we went and saw it and roger clapped at the end (laughs) (laughs) i do kind of remember that That was oh man and i was wanting to die um yeah so we're not talking about old boy though good movie (laughs) um (laughs) the original so this movie uh is it's like a supernatural romance horror film (laughs) i don't want to make that be something that sticks with people though because I remember when I described this movie to my wife the first time I, I watched it because I I rented it. And she's like, what is this? I'm like, oh, it's called Thirst. She's like, well, what is it? I'm like, it's a movie about... I hadn't seen it yet, so I'm like looking at it. I'm like, it looks like a vampire and a girl that falls in love with him, but he's a priest, so their love is forbidden. And she's like, so is it like Twilight with a priest? And I'm like, you know what? That's not fair. <laughs> And it's, it's not. not. It's it's not like Twilight. No, I promise. Kind of, but really not. Really. I like promise the, you. It's like the Possession from 1981. If you ever watched that, yeah. it's like the that, less. Yeah, I haven't up, seen that. It's a less fucked up version of that. So it's yeah. based on a very old book um, written by French novelist Emile Zola. Uh, I'll pr- I'll fuck up the pronunciation, but it's Therese Raquin or Raquin. Uh, I have seen the most recent remake of this movie. It was like 2014. It's not good. Jessica Lange is very great in it. She plays like the mother character of this film, oh. and it's it's a it's a it's a very 
well-known story of that time. Like it's a, it was like scandalous in France because it's pretty much the same thing. Like there's a, a woman married to like an invalid, terrible guy and she has an overbearing mother-in-law and then another guy shows up and he is kind of like, Hey, I'm a cool guy and your husband is terrible. So we should kill him. And then they do. So this is, I can feel free to spoil this for you because it's more or less just this book, but with vampires. So it's well, it's well trodden territory. Um, the, the twist here is that this movie is more focused on the other man in, in this case, um, the priest. And he's a, it's a Korean priest, which is weird because I don't really know how religion works for them over there with South Korean. What's, what's predominant, you know? So yeah, he is, he is definitely like a Christian priest and he works at like a mission and through some through some medical experimentation, more or less contracts vampirism. Yeah. Um, that's not really what's important here, though, and that's not really what the movie is about. It's it's using that as the template to tell a story about a man who loves a woman who hates everything, and kind of where that takes you. Um, this movie is horror in so much as it is about vampires, <laughs> and. There are a couple of scenes of like brutality where there is some stuff. There's a lot of blood, but it's not usually shown in a way that's, you know, like potentially horrific. There's just blood. Blood is all through this movie in many different ways. Uh I genuinely love this movie. It is one of my favorite movies amongst just movies in general. Like, you know, alien, pulp fiction, like that type of I'm talking about movies I love. Like it's mm. it's on that short list. I saw this shortly after the time it came out. Like I said, I rented it from whatever, wherever I rented it from and then bought it immediately following because I fell in love with it immediately. I think the, the tone and like the, the atmosphere of this film and like the storytelling is pitch perfect. I, I have a, I have a difficult time even calling it a horror movie in my mind because I know it's not traditionally a horror film, but it very much, is in like the way it makes you feel like there is a lot of desolation there's a lot of like paranoia you know there's a lot of there's a lot of these feelings that definitely tie it to a traditional horror film tonally and then it's kind of up to you the viewer to determine whether or not any of that registers with you and it registered with me hard i guess you know for in in the interest of cutting myself off (laughs) i will i will yield my time um by just saying simply that I think this movie is beautiful. And if it, if it leaves you with anything, if you haven't seen this, I would urge that you watch it. And if it leaves you with anything, it's just the idea that a horror movie doesn't always have to be scary. It can just be, it can just be horrific in whatever way you want to term that. Lacey, I want to start with you okay? because in discussions off air (laughs) and I've been waiting to bring it to air and this is not a mandate that you have to say anything nice about it, but you did not feel this way about this movie, and I would like to hear why. This movie just kind of made me uncomfortable, to be honest. And, I mean, I've seen Old Boy, so you and I talked about this. I was like, is this just the this director's thing? Is this just what he does? He, he does it a lot. <laughs> makes people feel uncomfortable. Yeah, he sure does. Yeah. And, He's good at it. Yeah, this movie just, if that's what it set out to do, then it did it really well. Um a lot of it was, there were some things that I liked about it, which I'll talk about, but a lot of it was like the the audio in it, like the, w- the way things sound, like when the characters like touch each other or like scratching of skin or like just everything. It's like heightened in a way that like made me like shiver, like it gave me the creeps. 
Um, there's nothing like scary about it to me. Like I didn't find it scary, but, and I also thought it kind of dragged a lot. Like it kind of, it, I had a hard time staying interested in it because I didn't feel like it was a movie where I was like, what happens next? I, you know, I, Mm. I wasn't like eager to find out. Um, but there were a few things I liked about it. I liked the idea of a priest becoming a vampire. Mm. I liked the idea of vampirism being a disease. Um, and I do like that it was kind of like a vampire love story without being like the traditional like, oh, vampires. Like they're usually like when they're portrayed in love stories can sometimes come off as being like sexy and, you know, yeah. romantic. The and, traditional. Ooh, it's just this forbidden love. The like, very traditional portrayal of a vampire in horror is to make it alluring or like right. look yeah. at the power you have kind of thing. None of that is in this movie. Vampirism is a curse. It is and a it curse, is like, yeah. It is something that that character struggles with mightily of like not really wanting to be the way that he is. Exactly. And then it's heightened more because he is a priest or presumably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah. And then the girl in the movie is her life fucking sucks. And oh I felt God, like yes. so bad for her the whole time. And I just kind of like. I guess I like partially kind of like sympathize with her almost a little bit, but in the same way, like just seeing her day to day life, like prior, like, or even when she's like hanging around with this guy, it made me just sad. It just really like affected me, like thinking like she is so beyond trapped. Like, where can you go? What can you do? How can you change this? Like her life was just terrible. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, yeah, it just this whole movie made me uncomfortable. The ending was fine. Like I know a lot of people think the ending is like I know you said you really like the ending. You think it's oh, amazing. I, loved it. I thought it was I, perfect. In hindsight, yeah, yes. You know, in hindsight, like I understand like why somebody would think that, but I just feel like I did disliked the movie so much leading up to it that it didn't have that kind of effect on me. Nah, yeah. That but, happens. I mean this is it's why we talk about it. Like it's different person to person. And I will grant you, as you said, it, I do not feel this way, but I do, I do understand if mm-hmm. you felt the movie dragged, it could like, I, as, as someone who was like living on every second of this movie as it yeah. was playing, I did not feel that way, but it is not the first time I've heard someone say that. Like it, it does take time to get from point, point to point occasionally, but I, I never felt like it was a disservice to the narrative. I always kind of felt like it was necessary. I didn't feel like we took too much too much time to get where we needed to go with our characters. But again, if you're again not the first person to say it, it's probably something that that bears mention. Like it's it's possible. And so. I think like I, if if I look at like the story, like I actually like the story. Like I think it's like I said, I like the way vampires are presented. I just didn't like the way this movie like made me feel so i think i just wanted it to stop so much that i was like how can we relieve this so maybe that's why i was just sitting there waiting for it to end essentially mm-hmm. okay. like get there so i can stop feeling gross but <laughs> I, I think there are probably a lot of reasons for that and i'll purpose this by saying that i'm a huge fan of vampire movies and i i love the, the vampire films that take a shot at portraying them as something more monstrous etc but I think this is definitely one of the better horror films that attempts to portray them in a different light, if you will. Uh, I I think the romance angle is is definitely traditional to vampire movies, but this one does a pretty good job of it just because there are so many unconventional elements 
for one thing is is the relationship with the girl i i wasn't a huge fan of hers either i mean i think most people probably would be like i, I don't want a relationship with this girl you know right, i don't know yeah. why this guy wants a relationship with this girl but it's this whole thing of forbidden love right right he's, that, he's enamored that's the, with yeah. her for whatever reason yeah. absolutely maybe a little that, bit of pity too it's 100 yeah. yeah, i was just about to say that that is the appeal it's like oh, he looks at her life as so pitiable that he he sees someone that needs saving and that is ultimately what his life has been about right like right, yeah. commitment to the mission commitment to god and commitment to trying to help this person out of their despair who and she is awfully fucking despairing but then at the same time he has to deal with his own physical obvious, obvious yeah. distractions to this and this is this is a character on the woman's end who has never felt anything in her life right. like from we are what we are to glean and is now you know the subject of attention from this priest mm-hmm. who is clearly different than other people she doesn't know he's a vampire immediately mm-hmm. and is like potentially like going to come in and white knight her in a way she actually wants like it's it's portrayed in a way on both ends of them that it's very sad the the pull that both of them have for each other but they don't see it that way initially like it is there's a weird level of passion and like I'm glad Lacey mentioned like the scratching and stuff. I think what this movie does with sound is so impressive of like making even the the moments that are supposed to feel tender un unwanted like when they when they finally and this is not a spoiler when they ultimately get together, you know, physically. I was going to talk there's, about that. Yeah. There's, there's nothing there's nothing sexy there's about nothing it sexy about it, but it is it's portrayed in a way where they in a different movie this could be sexy, but it's all like it's confusing because neither of them are adept at this and it's uncomfortable because the the sounds aren't right and their movements are wrong like they don't really know how they're supposed to express this to each other Mm. but both of them desperately want to like the whole movie is about just the unfulfilled thirst of like how everybody is just yearning for their their ability to find themselves and these other people and no one does and yes, this movie is ultimately incredibly nihilist in that way, and that normally would really put me the fuck off because I kind of yeah. hate that shit. But I think the the telling of the story is so much; it has so much more heart underneath the surface that I feel really pays off. Like all of these people, and I I think the performances in this movie are stellar. Yeah. Um, particularly Ackman Kim, who plays the says or <clears throat> sorry, uh, Teju in this movie, the woman, the, the lead woman. I think she's wonderful. I. I really love her transformation from timid, you know, scared, petrified woman into alive, free, like demonic woman when she actually, you know, embraces like the vampirism and like kind of forces it on him to make her that way because he <laughs> kills her. <laughs> like yeah. it's a it's a it's a wonderful transformation and I think that everybody was tasked to do something in this movie and every single one of them pulled it off incredibly well. Yeah. Uh, Sam, tell me something about this movie. I like how their struggles were like at first for for the priest, it went from like a, a struggle with like I guess his spiritual self because he went from being like this hardcore priest to like now nah, I'm a vampire, you know, fuck the church, and then he went from struggling with that. Now he's struggling to like get this chick and fuck her behind her husband's back and whatever and she's struggling with this like really shitty depressing life that i would fucking kill myself if i had if i were her because her so, husband is terrible yeah, this so, is not like this is not like we're saying to cheat on people like, but he's aw- the worst he's like, awkwardly like happy for like having such a mundane life right yeah like, he's always like yeah you know like dude what the fuck's wrong with you like because he doesn't he has no 
he has no autonomy. Like, like his mother and that woman take, say, do everything for him. He seems like a child. Like he a is. Child that's exactly head. what like, it is. He's, like he's a big yeah. ass fucking kid. And uh, so priest comes, tries to save her, and uh, so now his struggle went from like a spiritual struggle. Now he doesn't give a fuck about that anymore. Now his struggle is like trying to win her over, and that stems from feeling sorry for her. And then you know they have that awkward, sad people sex. You know that they try to make <laughs> scenes so sexy. Sad. But it was like watching a brick trying to have sex with a meatloaf. You know, like it was just like <laughs> fucking weird. Like what the fuck is going on here? Like yeah. we we were we were in the same room watching it. Yeah, we were just so watching. I was like, like Yo, how long are they gonna fuck? They're, ma- they're this is weird. This is very awkward. Like yeah. I've never seen yeah. two. Yeah. Even like you know. You're 16 and it's your first time. You're just yeah. like, eh, there was no eh, music eh, or anything. No, either, it, so it was, was just, yeah, the way it was presented, like <laughs> it was, it was not something that I wanted to see at all. Like, like, but both of them are so desperate for for the other one and for that sense yeah. of humanity that neither of them have or have ever really known that it's like it's so fucking oh, sad, makes, but at the same time, like kind of beautiful. It makes complete. It makes complete <laughs> you can't sense. Say that shit, I totally dude. can, and I mean, I mean it. It makes complete sense story wise, but maybe it didn't need to go on for twelve minutes. But yeah, that's like uh, how I it should have went yeah. on for thirty fucking. Minutes. Oh my god! No, so, thirty minutes is a bridge too far. That's a bridge too far. Dave, <laughs> I still like I said. I think it works. I think Dave all of it works. See sad Korean. I just want to see sad Korean sex. <laughs> <laughs> put that clip that no but I, I i do think that there is some some poetry to the the overarching story for sure i agree with you I, later, I like, like how intertwining of struggle as well like, yeah with their own like morality and like for him it was like it was morality and mortality for both of them well near the end mostly because he's like no nah, we're dying but yeah. that's when that struggle started but um i don't know they're like his moral compass like never really turned off he knew he had to feed but you know he didn't really want to he didn't even kill yeah, people he yeah just he went like, out of his way to not hurt, hurt people her, she's like hey look a stranger snap his neck yep. make his blood suck his dick whatever the fuck yeah, she did unabashed. Like, was, like, she didn't give a fuck she went off the hinges so now their struggles were intertwined and it was like a real evolution of struggles and like mm-hmm. as his progressively got worse hers got less worse because like she was like this just mundane housewife which wasn't her fault because her husband's like a fucking dipshit yeah. And then, you know, it went from her and his struggle being this guy's dead to like, to like, fuck, you know, she's fucking crazy. She's killing people. This isn't right. Now she doesn't love me. Now she's fucking the dude that, you know, uh, that her husband is gambling with. She's fucking him. Where the fuck is his wife anyway? But like, <laughs> yeah. how the fuck is she not in the other room? Like, what's going on in there? Nothing. I'm sleeping. The fuck? Yeah. But, yeah. you know, she starts going off the rails. And he starts disliking her, and then, and it ends. It, it, it ends and... only in the way I feel it could end. Like yeah, the I ending know. without without actually spoiling the ending. And you leave this one alone without actually spoiling <laughs> the ending. It's I liked it. It I, ends. It ends appropriately. It's the only way I it could end. It yeah, that's I, why I said like similar spoiler alert as the possession. Like even like okay. the except that the possession will have you like way more like I fucking hate the, my yeah, life. Yeah, movie was like, a lot easier. Yeah. It's but. so depressing. Like this thirst in the possession. Like. No two movies have made me sit after watching them like, huh, well, I'm never getting fucking married. There are a lot of feelings interchangeably here in this movie, and they kind of progress from, from like, you know, desperation. Uh, ult- it ends ultimately in, in acceptance, and that's where I think some of the, the beauty is. So if you kind of have followed these characters' journeys, you know, throughout the entire film, I mean, the the progression makes logical sense, and... Yeah, I, it was like a I, I think the ending's good. Release like from the their struggles, you know? Yeah. From, like, singular struggles to, like, intertwined struggles to, like, moral struggles and all that shit. And afterward, it's like, no more. Mm. There's the only way to solve this shit. Yeah. I don't know, man. I found it. I found it 
haunting and touching and all of the other mushy adjectives that I could ascribe to how this movie made me feel. I think it's wonderful. Um, you're sick. You're sick in the head. <laughs> again, it might not be like a straight up horror movie, but I I couldn't think of a better venue to describe it apart from this. Like I, I want more people to see this movie because I think it's worth being, it's worth seeing. So I think the average person watching it would find it horrific. Then, then that's good. Like that's what I want. Like then. I that's was like... uncomfortable by this movie. Like genuinely uncomfortable. Yeah. I so, needed dopamine after watching that shit. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hugged my dog and shit. I was like, I fucking hate my life. Yeah. So, I mean, there you go. If, that, if, that's the best, if that's the best we can say about it, that this movie will be horrific to you in some way, then that's kind of that what we were here for, horror, right? right? Yeah, like, that's, that's why we wanted to select these movies, the ones we picked the ones we did. It's definitely unique. And if you want a unique vampire tale then I think that this is a good one. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely not like well. Twilight or no. like Vampires for Children. It's, yeah. it's like a, a different take. It's more vampires. like, you know, like Only Lovers Left Alive, but like yeah. not as not as sad yeah. <laughs> or it's, sadder. It's not, it's I don't even the, know. <laughs> it's not the point, but it still utilizes that aspect. Yeah. Well, so yeah, All right. I really enjoyed it's it. It's a solid nine out of ten for me, honestly. The only thing like Lacey mentioned was like the pacing for me. Like, I was like, dude, how much more shit is going to fucking happen? They could have went, like, quicker about it. We had, like, the long dragging scene of, like, him just, like, jumping around outside. Like, dude, what the fuck are you doing out there? Like, (laughs) go fucking eat people before you die. Yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, that's, uh, and and that's Thirst. (laughs) So, uh, that's also the last of our eight movies. So, we did it, guys. Congratulations. We have successfully discussed eight films at length and how we felt about all of them. We really want all of you to do that, too, everybody out there in listener land. Uh, before we do our end, guys, we're going to be releasing this at some point, you know, mm-hmm. co, co-released. co So where where can everybody listening find you? So you can find Grave Discussions on all your favorite streaming platforms. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, and pretty much anything else. And then you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Grave Discussions or at Twitter. Uh, we are Grave Disc SRD. You can finally uh, find us on our website, gravediscussions.net. Obviously, we're on all the uh, sports rated Detroit stuff as well. Cool, cool. And your show is a horror podcast. Since I don't think we actually addressed that no. at the top. We, yeah, we are a horror podcast. <laughs> yes. We kind of cover general horror things, reviews, news. And you guys are like topics. weekly, right? Because we're yes. monthly, so you release a lot more than we do. No. So you're actually in there doing it. Yeah. We release <laughs> every, every weekend. Uh, I try it every Saturday afternoon pretty much yeah man and they know their shit like they're they're on top of stuff they are very well versed i've had several discussions with each of them about all of this stuff and they know a lot more than anybody i've met so they're they're horror horror aficionados definitely anything else you guys wanted to throw in there no i think that thank you for having us on i mean oh, i absolutely, really man i i personally enjoyed all these movies and i do think that more people need to go watch all these films and co-signed yeah, and I'm I'm glad that we got to talk about them. All right, man. Well, uh, as as for us, we are over under fair, as you know, because you're listening to it. Uh, stop over in the Make Fun Network Facebook page and the group, and like head up, head up, ugh, head over there to talk to us about this stuff. We want to hear from you. So we know everybody's in the middle of watching all their horror movies. We're there to have discussions with you about those things and other things. So hit us up at over under fair on Twitter uh, at um, over under fair pod at gmail dot com. Uh, check us out on the Make Fun Network uh, series of stuff. 
Shout out to Top Five of Death and Kitty Cat Podcast, I believe, is the new show we have on the Pod. network. Pod. Pause. Pod. Pause. I think it's with Pod. an S. Pause cast. Yeah, so we got that. And, uh, you know, Anachronismo and This Rules This Sucks. So we have a whole bevy of shows for your earlobes. Get in on that stuff. Everybody's talking about Halloween and whatnot right now. Happy Halloween. That's, that's what we're doing. So, yeah, uh, I've been Dave for Grave Discussions and for Lacey, and maybe maybe we can get Roger out of the basement at some point. And, uh, yeah, man. We'll let him out. So. He's staying in there until he moves all the cinder blocks. <laughs> a deal's a deal. Is he is he smashing the cinder blocks into meatloaf? Is, is that what's happening down well, there? Yeah, we got to emulate the sex scene from <laughs> Thirst. So Rogers is downstairs capturing uh, capturing audio. He's like your Foley guy now for exactly. all of your horrible Korean sex movies. Awesome. All right. <laughs> and that's that's where we'll end this episode. Perfect. So, yeah, thanks, guys. Of course. Thank you. And happy Halloween.